What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, February 23rd, 2015. What a weekend it was. We will recap it all for you right now, here from the Beantown Athletic Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, more specifically in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Sitting next to me today in studio is a special guest, Will Noonan. What's up? What's going on, Will? Dorchester. That's right. And you now, Will Noonan, uh, host of the iTunes comedy podcast, hypothetically, with Will Noonan. That's right. Right? You can get that on iTunes. You can get it at willnoonan.com. Uh, com- comedian Will Noonan. Do I, do I say, I don't say local comedian, though. You can if you want to. I, I'm I don't, proud of my Boston I don't, heritage. See, I want to do that to the people who are from Boston, but now that this is a podcast and it's worldwide, I yeah. don't need to tell people that. If this was just a, a Boston radio show, That's I true. would introduce you like that, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, Comedian I, Will Noonan. I'm a national comedian. National comedian. I'm an American comedian. A worldwide comedian. comedian. <laughs> I, haven't been, I haven't been out of the country yet to do comedy, so I would say right yeah, now. Yeah, but people around the world can get your podcast, hypothetically. That's true. UK, I'm one of my biggest uh, Is markets. it really? Yeah, I'm big in the UK. Do you ever look to go over there? I would love to. I, I often say, like, if, if enough people uh, can get together and put, book a show or something, I'm out there. What's the furthest? Where's the furthest you've gone? West Coast? Uh, um, yeah, I've been to L.A. Uh, I guess that's the farthest. L.A. Los Angeles. Well, how much further can you go without leaving the country, <laughs> I guess, right? And it's a different world out there. Man. Yeah. It's a much different world than... You go to a bank, every bank teller has huge boobs <laughs> and looks like... Like an extra from RoboCop 2. <laughs> Your next show, it's not going to look like that at the City Steam Brewery, right? Nah. February 27th, 28th. That's right, this weekend. Coming up, I'm in Hartford. Hartford. And then March 6th, 7th at the Joker's Wild Comedy Club. That's right, that's going to be a great that? one. Where's that? I'm That's in New Haven, Connecticut. New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, and then you're in Bangor, Maine. And then in Bangor. Actually, that's going to get March canceled. March 28th. I'm in Atlanta, actually. That Atlanta? Weekend. Yeah. You're going from Maine? You canceled that and you're going to Atlanta? Yeah, I'm going to Statlanta. Nice. Doing the uh, Laughing Skull Comedy Festival down there. There you go. Statlanta. All right. You're professional, man. That's a, You got had all my dates. I'm, I get, I'm getting it right out of the way. That's <laughs> We just talked about this when you come in. You know, we're, you're a podcaster. Yeah. I'm a podcaster. We're, we're, we're trying to, I'm trying to make a living off this. And, you know, we talk about live reads and promotion. You got to give that promotion right away. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to do you like that. I'm not going to talk about giving promotion at the beginning of a show and then open a show with you. You're better. And than not me. give you the promotion right away. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> you're better than me, man. I wait till, like, I talk for like an hour aimlessly. And then at the end, I'm like, so I'm going to be at the uh, stress factory. Uh, well, just make it if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Last cool night, boy. I'm following you on Twitter. And. Mm-hmm. There's more promotion for you. Yeah, right. Um, At Will Noonan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I almost didn't say that. But you, you, you tweet more about WWE Fastlane, the yeah. pay-per-view, than you were the Oscars. That's right. So you were like me. You watched. Uh, see, here's what I did. I had the Oscars on TV, and I had, I had Fastlane, WWE Fastlane, on my laptop right here, this yeah. laptop, on the table in front of me in my living room. And I had the TV on mute, and I had Fastlane volume up. Yeah. Is that what you did? I didn't even bother with the Oscars at oh, all, you to be honest with you. I, I kind of kept a sideways eye on the Oscars, like on Twitter. Like I was reading Twitter and seeing like who won and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, to be honest, I couldn't give less of a shit about no, the Oscars. No, I don't give a fuck about the Oscars. <laughs> I tried. I, I honestly tried to give a fuck about the Oscars, and I just, co- I just couldn't give one. Yeah. Like, I don't care about anything. Like, uh, I, I like movies. Like, I love to go see them. See, I don't really like movies. Uh, that's, you- the, that's, that's the part that, you know, I'm not a big movie guy. You yeah. know, I did a rant on Mighty Ducks 
recently on this show. And and that's about as far as I go. Yeah, I just don't give a shit about awards like for movies. Like I think mm. that that'd be like being like uh today, what's better, the color green or the color blue? Let's get down to it. It's like they're <laughs> both fucking movies. How is Birdman better than Stephen Hawking in a wheelchair? What <laughs> but the thing I don't get about about these awards is that they do a whole year of movies. Yeah. Now, look, I haven't seen many movies this year, but I can tell you that I've heard rave reviews about movies that weren't even mentioned last night. That's true. So, so well, that's, that's the thing that really... I didn't start hating the Oscars and hating awards shows and stuff until I was out in L.A. during that time of the year. And you start to see that it's just like, it's like around here when we have like a local, like a senatorial like ele election or something mm -hmm. like that. It's just signs everywhere, people everywhere trying to get you to sign something. And it's like, you realize it's like, it's not like the best movie wins. It's like whoever has the best campaign behind it. Yeah, or, or or at least you when you release the movie, right? Yeah. Like if you release the movie around this time, you're thinking, well, this gives us a, a better shot because it's fresh in people's minds, I, I guess. Yeah. I watched the Oscars last night for... I, I watched a little of the red carpet. I, again, I was I had it on the TV. Everybody's just so fake. Yeah. It's just so fake. And, you know, we just had the Grammys a couple weeks ago. And I'd rather watch the Grammys than the yeah. Oscars because there's more performances. There's more people that I actually not, I shouldn't say care about, but there's more people that I pay attention to in the music <laughs> world than the movie industry. Yeah. Everybody in the movie industry is just so fake. Like, do they ever shut it off? I Are know. they ever able to shut it off? They're not, man. And it's funny that you were like, Man, this Oscar shit is so fake. I'm gonna watch some professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, right? But 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 if you're looking for an entertainment value with yeah. the fakeness no, of it's it, true, man. What's I, more entertaining to me? Fastlane was more entertaining last night. I agree, man. I I can't handle like I didn't even watch that SNL 40th thing. I'm you a, didn't? I'm a comedian. I I did watch like the highlights and oh, day. I thought they, I thought it was great. But you know, I don't like the whole like patting yourself on the back as a as a famous entertainer type thing. It gets on my nerves. You know what I mean? It's like I love like when they um, maybe it's because I'm a comedian. Everyone I know is such like a they never they shit on themselves all the time. You know what I mean? And then you mm -hmm. see these people on the red carpet and they're like. Yeah, I just took this part in Bridesmaids, like, really seriously, and I just thought, you know, I gotta really, like, get into the role, and you're just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's so easy. I, I, I know how to act. It's easy. <laughs> There's nothing to it. Like, yeah. don't act like it's this incredible thing that you do. But you didn't watch SNL 40? I, I have gone back and watched, like, the things, but I, I remember that night I was, like, kind of, I think the NBA All-Star game was on. And I no, was, you didn't. I did. No, I you went didn't. Over to that. <laughs> what? You watched the fucking NBA All-Star game? It's different for me, though. I know people you're... on SNL. It bums me out to watch sometimes because I'm like, oh, yeah. What, you're close? That who guy's, you... like, six years younger than me. And he's who are you SNL. close with on, on SNL? I wouldn't say close, close. but I know uh, the guys who, I've, I know the guys who host Weekend Update a little bit. Okay. Like, very little. But. Michael Che, I've worked with a bunch, and I love the guy, mm -hmm. but he's like, no one like had more success faster in comedy. So I sit there, and I, I have like, friends with him on Facebook. His Facebook is like the most depressing thing for a guy <laughs> from Boston who's in comedy to read ever. He's like, so I woke up in my mansion, and uh, you know, uh, Iggy Azalea was on my dick. What you gonna do? You know what I mean? <laughs> And he's telling the truth. Yeah, and he's just having yeah. the best time ever. So I, I just watched that show, and I'm like, oh, man, I bet they're all going to have fun at the party after. Yeah. And, uh, I, hope a cow, I, uh, I hope City Steam in Hartford's uh, comfortable this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hope the driving's not too bad. Well, you know what? Hey, SNL, they rejected, they rejected some funny people. 
Yeah. And they even they even showed that on the SNL 40. Some yeah, of the people I, they rejected. I, I like I, I don't know. I definitely went back the next day and watched like the sketches I wanted to watch, but there was something that something about it that I was just like, man, I don't want to I don't want to watch this right now. Yeah. I, I thought they did a nice job. Uh, you know, as somebody who's not in the comedy industry, yeah. um I, I did think they did a nice job and I just will never watch the NBA All-Star game. <laughs> I can't do it. There was a, like there it. was one year I bet there was one year I I I bet the under you know, just foolishly. <laughs> you bet the all-star game? Yeah, I bet the under. <laughs> this is in college. So the Globetrotters not available? I, I don't know why I would ever bet the under of the NBA all-star yeah, game. But man. you know what? I lost. And um, it it just I, – I, maybe it's because of that. Maybe it's because the game sucks. I have no idea. I just don't. I, I don't like watch to watch it because I like the end of the game when they let big men chuck up threes. Yeah. That's my favorite part of the all-star game. The, uh, last night, my favorite part of Fastlane – I thought the I thought the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match yeah was was much better than I anticipated was going shocked in. Shocked that he kicked out of that flying. Yeah, game. here's what I don't like about <laughs> WWE is that they kick out of finishes like like nobody's business. Yeah. I mean, back in the day when Macho Man gave you the fucking elbow drop off the top rope, you're not getting up. It's one, two, three. That's it. Yeah. When Hogan hit you with the big boot and then came down with the leg drop, you're not getting up from that. You're not kicking out of that. Um, yeah. Shawn Michaels hit you with a super kick. It's game over. Stone Cold, Stunner, see you later. Rock bottom. Good night. It's good once in a while if you really, if you, if you really like build up that finisher as a finisher, and then like once every couple of years someone kicks out of it, it is like, <gasps> yeah. But if it's every month, you're like, the Undertaker. I think maybe used to do that. You know, yeah. he used to sit up like you know the dead man. Sits I remember up. a Big Show kicking out of a stunner and it being like, what? Yeah. And then, but then it was like, well, that's how they put over that he was so big. Do you <laughs> kick out of stunners. <laughs> the Big Show. He's, yeah. he, he, I was never a Big Show guy. No, me neither. And that bummed me out last night that, like, that's how it went. Because I was, I was looking at my buddy. Uh, I was watching with one of my buddies, another comedian, Pat Barrett. And I was like, I was like, we were, like, halfway through Fastlane. And I was like, the median age of wrestlers right now is, like, 44 years old. As, yeah. as, as far as guys we've seen on this show. Yeah. And it's like, if you want people to believe... That Kane and the Big Show can take down like these <laughs> super ripped <laughs> young guys who are like like Ryback's like roided to the gills and and Ziggler's running around fast as hell and then it's like Kane and the Big Show like they look like they have arthritis. <laughs> 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 like they look like Bill Russell jogging, <laughs> and they're trying to like mess these guys up. Yeah, they don't just, look good. It's kind of unbelievable. Well, me. WWE, they're in a tough spot. Yeah. Are you a Roman Reigns guy? Because now he's going to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania for the title, unless uh, something crazy changes. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I like him. I get like bummed out about. I. I, I did feel like they shouldn't take away his his Rumble win. Like you know, like people, yeah. People last night were like, oh, make it a triple threat or have Brian win, in which I kind of wanted, but. I do feel I feel bad for the guy. He seems like a good guy, and he seems like a talented guy. <laughs> well, I have no idea. I yeah. mean, you'd, now you're gonna judge it. What are you I judging know. on? Because he comes through the crowd to get to the ring? Is that what you're basing that on? <laughs> I, was gonna say, I think I, I have like, no idea. He could be the worst guy in the world. He for did all like I know. a Father's Day thing with like him and his daughter once. Oh, they were drinking tea, and I was like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. Oh, from one, nice from this That's one nice carefully produced promo. <laughs> But I hate, yeah, I don't like it when he's, uh, you know, trying to cut promos and he can't talk. Oh, he's terrible like behind that. He's yeah. terrible in the mic. You got to be good in the mic. Yeah. That's where I think the WWE is an issue. You know, if a couple of these guys could be fantastic on the mic, I think it would really put them up. Now, Daniel Bryan, I thought they should have had him win the Rumble. They should have had him face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania because if Daniel Bryan never got hurt, you would think that they would have Daniel Bryan be the champ at yeah. WrestleMania probably anyways. Yeah. And you know who he'd probably be going up against? 
Brock Lesnar. Yeah, which would be amazing. Yeah, so I just figured they should just go the other way with it and say, okay, Lesnar's the champ, Brian's healthy, here you go. I never thought Brian would really be back this soon. No, I mean, here he is. And he's back, and and they have have a great storyline there, too, which is like, you know, he never never lost his title. Yeah. It was just taken away by injury, and that could be a great, which maybe they are going back to. I don't know. I try not to get too upset with like storyline stuff because I'm like, it's going to come around. It's going to come around. But then it never does. So I should. Be but upset. people get upset. I don't get upset with it either. I just yeah. think that they're trying to find a guy. Clearly, Brock Lesnar's their champ. I think the CM Punk thing really fucked them out. Fucked them over. Yeah. Well, I was a CM Punk guy. That, I mean, he's kind of the guy that got me back into it. Same. Uh, well, more Daniel Bryan got me back into it. And then CM Punk was like a nice like addition to that yeah because I, I always i didn't I, he wasn't my favorite guy to watch like wrestle but like yeah anytime he picked up when the he mic, was on the uh, mic it was like it must was see tv be, yeah exactly something was going to happen and it was always a good part of like the show i think losing him and then brian to injury within mm-hmm. like such a short period of time yeah totally fucked them up because it was like now they had no show like you know cena kids love cena and people like cena but it's not he wasn't drawing like the, the attention that those guys drew. You got Cena now. He, he can't even win the U.S. title uh, last night. He loses to the Russian Rusev. That was the debate. I was like, that's not a prestigious enough title for mm, Cena. No. Yeah. What's going to happen with him? I think he's fine. I think he's just... I, I, people are getting what they wanted right now. People were bitching last year that he was always in the title picture, and now he's not. Now he's in the side kind of show. Yeah. So I think I think he's going to... I, I like Cena way more than the average... Uh, handsome cool wrestling fan there's only so much they can do they can there's only so much you can do with them though they don't have enough guys right yeah, yeah. now do you consider yourself a diehard wrestling fan or are you just sort of casual i you you know entertainment pretty... it's more entertainment than the the fucking oscars last night with all these fake assholes running around yeah uh you know john travolta being a fucking creep What's up with that guy, dude? <laughs> what is up with him? I have so many like I have so many jokes about him in my act that I what feel is going guilty on with sometimes, that guy? but he is just nuts, right? Did you see the whole thing I, with him? I you know what? I didn't see it live. I saw pictures, I saw vines, I saw people doing shit, and I'm like, thank God I wasn't watching. This I guy think, would've creeped me out. You know how Bruce Jenner is transitioning to being a woman? I think John Travolta is transitioning to being honest with America. <laughs> so he's like, he's deciding to not just rip the mask off like right away, but just slowly yeah. peel it off yeah. and be like, guys, like I'm just going to show you a little bit of my gayness <laughs> one day at a time until it's just so obvious. Yeah, he was, look, I, I whatever whatever he was doing, like just the, the videos and the pictures I saw of the guy, just creepy. I mean, but the whole Oscar event, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. And um, see, I see you're talking about the Oscars like I felt when I was watching the SNL thing. I was like, really? man, this is just such a fucking. It's like they're blowing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you know, they were. They patting themselves on the back. Hey, we did forty years. We we're all a part of this. We all helped build this. Uh, but you know, I I think you need. I think they need to acknowledge that because yeah. if they don't acknowledge it, who's going to acknowledge it for them? Sort of deal. You That's know. That's true. And SNL. I think they're like they're good now, and not enough people have been watching lately. So it is it draws attention to like what they're doing right now. Yeah, I mean they couldn't they couldn't do justice to the Deflategate stuff, but that's not a knock on them. That's yeah. that's a knock on the league and how they turned the NFL Tom Brady Deflategate situation yeah. into a comedy show. Yeah, um, but that's not a knock on the SNL people. I, I like it right now. I think I think they do a nice job. Um, yeah, Weekend Update is awesome right now. Yeah, so you see, I think people just get they fall in love with the. Uh, the old cast members, and when they lose them, they're not necessarily ready to jump right in and give these new guys a fair shot. It's definitely true. Not, they're not willing to give them a fair shot. 
That's true. They're really not. Fred Armisen is a guy that I was like that. Like about like I was like I don't like this guy I don't know about this guy when he was first on the show I was like this guy stinks and now he's like one of my favorite like that show Portlandia is one of my favorite things of all time I was just gonna say if you got you guys fans of Portlandia oh, that yeah. show is unbelievable yeah. I'm, I'm not I don't oh, know. pick no. you you would like it you would like it <laughs> yeah? yeah yeah it's like you gotta you gotta give it a try if you hate yuppies which I imagine you do you mm. love that show because well, they take some uh, good so shots. only the knuckleheads. <laughs> Are Only you, the knucklehead. Are you yuppie. the guy out there smashing windows? No, I'm not smashing <laughs> windows. I, I mean, I got a problem with the. I got a problem with people that are disrespectful to the community, that are disrespectful to even some of the unwritten rules when it comes time for snowstorms. I have a problem with people that don't earn <laughs> their own spot. You can't just put the, you know, the press the push to start button in your BMW in the morning and drive <laughs> out of a spot and then decide I'm gonna put a chair in it. No, you got to shovel that fucking thing. What? And you got to earn it. What um? And you can't. It, if see one, it was a. He started now. Yeah, there was a. Uh, <laughs> was it this winter or was it last? See, I can't even remember. I think it was last, the end of last winter, and yeah, get the music on. <laughs> the end of last winter, I had my mother's car. You could park down the beach, and I parked in a spot, and there wasn't enough snow for me to shovel, so I just pulled out, and I didn't put anything in the spot. I said, I'm not saving the spot. Are we really gonna save spots? I don't deserve this spot. Right. When I come back later that day, there's a cone in it. You can't put a cone in a spot that I was parked in that still isn't shoveled. <laughs> so somebody must have went in after I left my yeah. mother's car. They parked there, and when they pulled out, they put a cone in for themselves to save it. You can't do that. That's against the unwritten rules yeah. of space saving in Salty. Yeah. Or in Boston. Anywhere. That's like walking into the maternity ward at the hospital and just like slapping a baby and being like, that's my baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's insane. Well, let me ask you this. This is the question that's been on my mind lately because I don't live in Southie, but I'm there all the time. Mm -hmm. And I've been parking on Broadway and stuff. Where are you going? The beer garden? The playwright? Uh, I actually, I, I just, I go to my buddy's house. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I do, I eat it. I go to Magoo's, I get pizza. <laughs> he goes to Magoo's. I, I go to Lee Chen's. Nobody, why, where yeah. are you going? Why? I go to Magoo's, I go to Lee Chen's. You, those are the first two places you go. See, yeah. the people who have no idea what we're talking about. Let me tell you where he's going. <laughs> he's going to the two worst places in town. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you go to Magoo's and Leech. I don't know if you're fucking with me think, right now or well, not. That's how bad those places are. I don't are. go to them. That's like my late night order. You know what I mean? They deliver late. So I'm, I'm not going to call people out, but I've been getting some terrible Chinese food in Southie lately. Yeah, Lee Chen's. Terrible. Lee Chen's is very Lee Chen's, bad. they have Chinese food and Mexican in the same place. That's, that's <laughs> I'm all true. set. I got I got the Mexican last night, right? I got a, some nachos with like maybe... Four shredded, four shreds of cheese. Like it was like no cheese. It was like it was like a cheese. If if you could sneeze cheese, it was like someone maybe had, had the sniffles and sneezed nice. a little cheese on it. And then I got That's some probably what happened. A four dollar quesadilla, which is like worth twenty five cents. It's just cheese and the things, but mm. it hit the it hit the. What about Lincoln? You ever go down the Lincoln? Walk no. down. They have a new place, Loco. I'm giving all. I'm giving all advert. Yeah. I'm pumping up businesses oh, here. They owe me free. I they go. owe me free shit. You know that payola. You can't mention shit, right? You can't mention stuff without getting something for it. Well, I'm going to go to these places. I'm going to go into Lincoln. I'm going to go into the new place, Loco. I'm going to tell my buddy Mike Shaw. I'm going to say, Mike, I want free fucking booze right now. This is called payola, big dog. You can't be giving me this. Sh I can't be just giving you plugs for free. You got to... I gotta get something. It's What's the, the studio. We gotta get some free beer, some free food, or something. Yeah. Well, then if that's the case, I want the Cumbies on East Fifth to start hooking me up. 
<laughs> I'm in that Cumberland Farms like every day, yo. Yeah, I like. I did fall in love with making your own iced coffee last year. Oh last yeah, last summer. They Ninety-nine cent iced coffee. Any make size. Your own. Any size. The Flavor Station. They got a. Maybe it's the one I go to. You go to the one on Ellen Fifth and Southie. Uh, yeah, that's the one I'm yeah, at all the time. Yeah, the Flavor Station needs some fixing. You know what? I, I don't even stop at the Flavor Station. You don't station. do the Flavor I Station? I the express train past that station. Really? What do you just do? <laughs> I go black, or I, sometimes I just put a little bit of uh, skim milk in there if I'm feeling crazy. Wow. But, you know, I'm Inside on... the making of Will Newton's yeah, yeah. iced coffee. <laughs> Very simple. And then I switch to hot coffee on the first day below. See, you know, I, I'm sitting here with an iced coffee. Yeah. Okay? I'm sitting here with an iced coffee. And, um... I, I had to do it. You know why? I've been sick the last couple of days. Uh, really, at the end of last week, I'm, I'm just about over it now. You can kind of hear me. I'm a little stuffed up still. Um, but the hot coffee was, it was, there was just something. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> I just need, my mindset needs to change. We've had so much snow. I get you there. Um, I just need a, this, my mindset. It feels a it little It feels summery. maybe like I'm getting close to spring training. Like, maybe like I'm, I'm getting close to baseball. I, I, dude, I've been watching the MLB Network just to kind of see grass. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's why I watch golf this yeah, early in the seriously, year. seriously. Like, and I went, me and my buddy, like, a couple, during the first blizzard, we watched, like, the old, that old 04, like, DVD that Nesson made, like, the reward. Faith Rewarded. Faith Rewarded. It's the greatest <laughs> DVD of all time, unless you're like me, and you're a sick fuck. And you have the entire 2004 postseason DVD set. Yeah. Every game in its entirety as it was shown on TV. You know how many times I've watched the entire 2004 playoffs? You know how many times I've heard Joe Buck uh, say, We'll see you later tonight in New York. Yeah. I mean, you just it doesn't get any better than that. We literally have that, and we couldn't find it that day. We like were digging through like fucking boxes in this guy's basement trying to find the full like games so we couldn't find them so we had to watch faith Rewards. you gotta order them online yeah they're great yeah remember when it first happened and those came out they were like 500 bucks a piece yeah i i, I mean i don't even know how i got them but i have them i don't mm. remember where i got them so when i got the them truck. it's great though <laughs> it just it warms you up you know that's why i watch golf too i mean i yeah. like golf i will watch golf but um you know if it's if if it's a Saturday afternoon and it's cold out, I think I'm more likely, you know, I, I'm a big yeah. college basketball guy too around this time of year. But I think I'll probably, if it's freezing out, we got snow, I'll probably go with the golf. Yeah, golf feels good to watch sometimes. I used to love the Tiger Woods on the Wii in the wintertime. You know, you go Dude, out there and you, you feel, you hear the yeah. birds chirping. Yeah. But, yeah. And you actually swing the club yourself. Yeah, swing the club you get, a little Get bit. a little sweaty. Yeah. Right? Um, Start thinking about some Hooters waitresses. Yeah, maybe crack a couple Bud Lights, <laughs> right? Go crazy. I mean, I wore a glove <laughs> just, to, just to really put myself in it. I yeah, got, I, I a, did the full dress code. I, I wore hired, my hired a caddy. He was, yeah. he was, he was really annoyed. <laughs> uh, they don't make that anymore, do they? Tiger Woods. I don't know, actually. I, my Wii broke, so I just. Yeah, you know what? I sold in the Wii, and I got a PS3 a while back. Those are good. I I haven't really used it though. Do you use Netflix on it? No, I don't. I don't use it. See, Net if I do anything, I, it's the WWE Network. Yeah. Netflix on the PS3 sucks. Because it, it has, like, this thing called Max that helps you pick movies. Like, you never heard of this? No. It's, uh, it's like, the most useless thing ever. You, it'll be, it's, like, literally, like, supposed to be, like, the future. It's like, hi, I'm Max. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Like pick, Siri? Yeah. They're going pick, all Siri on you? the perfect movie, and it's always broken, and it always picks something <laughs> shitty. Yeah, I, I don't do Netflix. Um, again, if I do anything on there, it's WWE Network, but mostly I watch that on my computer. And that's where I watched Fastlane last night. Oh, yeah. I, actually, 
to go so, back on something we were talking about, I have yeah, a question yeah, yeah. for you. This, go is ahead. A, this has been on my mind yeah. about space saving and so Space saving and selfie. If you if you car if your car is buried, right? And you shovel Which it out. is crazy because there are cars that you don't even know if there's there are cars under there. Pro- if you have to ask if there's a car under there, it's probably the answer is yes, but yeah. it's nuts that there would be because the car's probably broke. You can't tell anymore either. Like I was driving Last night, and I was like, you actually can't tell sometimes now where there's a pile of snow in a car. But you just assume that there is one. Yeah. You because sh- there probably is. I'm sure a bunch of them are getting tagged up by plows and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and just nicked up. I know. But uh, anyway, what? this is my question. If you shovel out a car, how long is that space yours? Like, is it, f- you know, it only takes a couple hours to shovel it Honestly, it, you're right, but. So if it's a week or two weeks? No, I, I, I think it's, um, I think as a neighborhood. It, it's a group decision. <laughs> it's a group a, decision. Yeah, it's until the snow is. If melting. you see the street, you know, I I think the snow needs to be down a lot more than it is now. Yeah, because it's not like like some of the spaces that are shoveled out. Not every car can fit in them. Like they're yeah. still tiny. This snow isn't melting till May. No, let's face it. Like we're gonna get another storm. It's it's maybe that's just me being negative because know, of all looking, the snow. It's looking like we're losing a little bit of yeah, it with, with some time. I guess it's gonna be like forty degrees next week. Uh, we can actually see out the windows here uh, today. Yeah. We, oh, have those the, been covered? Just about the snow is up to the probably mm. the bottom of the window. I believe it. Yeah. My, I can see my fence in my backyard was up to the tip top of the fence, and now it's like I can see like six seven inches at the top. Yeah, you can just see a little of the fence. It's just it's just terrible. It's awful. I've given uh, into it, but, uh, but I'm starting to wonder. You know, I'm parking on it. I'm parking on Broadway over there. I'm parking everywhere. I'm like, when am I going to be space able to saving? Go? No, space saving is going to be. A, a, it's going to be, be a, a while. A, a while. I'm. I'd be shocked if we even have the St. Patrick's Day parade. Oh, I honestly, how are they going to have it? I didn't even think of that. You see Broadway? Yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. That's the other thing that's pissing me off, though. Like, this new thing that they're doing is, like, towing cars, like, in the middle of the night without telling anybody. Mm. Like, they throw the, uh, they've been doing this all over Boston. They throw the, um, the, the um, that sign the with stick, the stick. The little fake wooden stick. Yeah, it's got, it's got like, a, like, uh, uh, Marty Walsh just finished a couple of popsicles and decided <laughs> to put some stickers Seriously. on it. And it's like, what's the point if you park your car and you expect to leave it there all night? Like, I, uh, came to, s- on L Street, like, a, I think a week ago. The snow ban ended, and I was the parking ban, you know. Mm. And I was like, gonna finally go visit my buddies after a few days. And uh, I'm going out there, and I park on L, and I'm like getting out of my car. And then this like guy's driving down the street, like, everyone move your car, or else like you're gonna get towed in the next hour. So I happened to be lucky enough to like hear this guy. <laughs> So I moved it, yeah. but like if it were five minutes earlier or later, I would have just left my car there. You honestly, you want to know what they rely on? Twitter. They, yeah. re- they the city of Boston like sends out tweets. They rely on you to be on Twitter, which is outrageous. Yeah. And now it might not be outrageous to to us because we're on Twitter and we usually see this stuff. But there's a lot of people that that aren't on Twitter, no like I'm adults yeah. and, and selfie <laughs> that are not on social media. Yeah, that might not know this. No kidding, man. I mean, I don't even know like. And not to mention, I was thinking this, like, there's been times in my life where, like, getting my tar- my car towed would have, like, destroyed me for, like, a week. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I've been broke. Like, you know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, I had the boot one time, and, oh. you know, I felt like, I felt like I, it was it. This was it. 
You know, yeah. I was I was down, and I wasn't getting back up from this one. Yeah, seriously, a boot can, like, devastate you. Yeah, and I'm not talking about a Hulk Hogan big boot. <laughs> I'm talking was, about, well, it was yellow. It was yellow. It was yellow. <laughs> it did hurt. <laughs> it was yellow. It hurt. Um, you know what? Maybe I am talking about a Hulk Hogan big boot because I wasn't getting I wasn't getting up from the three count. No, nah, it's highway robbery, man. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, obviously they need to make some money back after all the stuff they're spending on removing snow. So, but I, man, I, I'm not like a political guy and I don't get upset about stuff. But I was like, you're just towing people's cars out of Southie mm. when they think the ban is over. It's all over the news. The snow parking ban is over. Parking ban is over. People go in. Start spending money going to Magoo's to get a slice of pizza. <laughs> Nobody's going to fucking Magoo's. You're <laughs> <laughs> the only one. They're getting slices in Magoo's. They're going to Lee Chen's. Oh, man. You know what's funny, though? I'm disappointed You, you, you say man. that, right? I, I'm disappointed. You say that, like, like you say that, and I, I eat that crap all the time. I never get sick. Like, a, like a, I got some gourmet shit in Southie. Like, like what's gourmet in Southie? Like I, 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 ought to be good. One of those nicer places. I'm trying to, I, I'm going to go through my the food. The Paramount? My foodler history. The and, Paramount? And, uh... The Paramount. Maybe, I don't it's know. It's no longer Fish Pier. All of these fucking places, by the way, owe me free dinner. <laughs> Except for Magoo's and Lee Chen's. I'm never going in there. <laughs> Lee Chen's is... I've, n- I've never actually gone physically there. I always have it delivered. Oh, you got it delivered? Yeah. yeah. But it is, it is a scary-looking place. Yeah, I'm all set. But uh, one, of the, one of the nicer places, I think it was Alex Pizza and Grill. Which is like what? a uh, no, I never even heard of it. Washington Street, Washington. That's not Southie. Yeah, that's not Southie. No. That, that made me sick. I got food. Never even heard of it. Never yeah. heard of it. I use Foodler, which is an, a locally based business mm-hmm. app. So really, we're good. just giving everybody. Promotion. I know you guys. Know. Uh, you guys are anybody really... else? We just why not? I've got a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee here. I got a Foodler T-shirt. Foodler T-shirt. Oh my god. Oh, this is his plans. He's been Boston. This is it. This is what he wanted to do. No, they don't. I wish they would sponsor me. They, they Maybe they will now. They should. There's a couple of Foodler reps outside right now. <laughs> hey, bring us something in. Come on down, guys. We, Adam Street it, into Grand. All right, so did you get that Foodler t-shirt printed here at Beantown Athletics? Because you might as well give them a plug. I should, actually. Well, tell them to get the, there's the only union screen printing place in Boston. Really? So you can tell, yeah. I should get Beantown my, Athletics in Dorchester. I should get some new hypothetically t-shirts. You should. This very, is where you should get your stuff. It's very cool. Oh, I, I will. It couldn't be closer to my house. What do you think of the studio? Dude, I'm jealous. That was my first thought. I went right to Comedian Zone and was like, I hate these guys for having a better studio than me. I mean, our heating system is a little shady in here. Nah. When I looked at... Well, we rely on the sun. We got these wide open windows onto a main road in Granite Ave. We rely on the sun at about 2, 3 o'clock. It'll be sunny in here, and it'll be like a uh, solarium. An oven. Yeah, I've always wanted to live in this apartment building across the street. As a matter of fact, I always like—is that a joke? <laughs> well, I drive through he- this intersection almost every night because I'll—I uh, get off the highway, I get my late-night snack at the 24-hour Walgreens mm-hmm. around the corner, yeah. and then I'll come up hills and flu shots too. They got a flu. They're yeah. always advertising their flu shots yeah. in that place. <laughs> yeah, you need them. Is that really where you're gonna get your flu shot <laughs> at Walgreens? <laughs> like next to the 24-hour uh, Walgreens? <laughs> like what's going on? I get a bag of Skittles and I. Yeah, I think I might as well get a flu shot while I'm here. But anyway, I'm always driving back, and I'm like, that. if I live there, I'd be home right now. I got an extra mile True. and a half to go, yeah. so it always bums me You're out. F- you grew up in Milton, Milton yeah. which is right, I mean, we're pretty much on the Milton-Dorchester line. Yeah, I mean, I live like a mile from here, Yeah, so this is easy for me. Um, so so what what do you, now that you're doing the, you do a lot of stand-up. Yes. Um, you do the podcast. Yep. Um... You you living? I'm an actor. I, are you still in Milton? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was. Uh, I lived in New York for about nine years, and then I moved 
back here. And then I was kind of, uh, I, do, I do the road, and I mm -hmm. was kind of living with my girlfriend for a while, and then that ended. So now I'm kind of at my parents' house a few days oh, a week, and then did on that the road. Move. Yeah, I did that move. The it's not like we haven't all thought of it. Well, when you're a comedian, it feels weird paying rent at a place that you're at, like, you're only there three days a week or yeah. three nights a week. So sometimes it can be like, it can be a pain in the ass, but it's definitely a bummer living at home. So mm -hmm. I think I'm going to head back. I'm thinking I'm heading back to New York, actually. Well, at first, moving home, it sounds like a good idea. You're going to save money, and then you're back, and yeah. it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was something I never would have even considered until all my other friends from high school started doing it. And then I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's kind of not so bad anymore. People were doing it. and uh, But yeah, it can be it can be rough. And then, and then you get into a weird situation where your parents start to... Uh, like get older and like having you around and then you start to become like a caretaker of two elderly people yeah you, know, you gotta shovel snow uh <laughs> fucking uh just taking the trash out i'm doing things like and every do and you know what it, you know what it's uh you know what starts to happen is seinfeld it, i i just think of jerry seinfeld yeah. and his parents yeah they right do, yeah the conversations are the same that they have yeah. he nails it jerry seinfeld nailed it with that yeah. With that storyline with the parents and even just the type of conversations. It's true. Right? Yeah, it's definitely. There's always yeah. something wrong. There's always something that you want to talk about that, is, you know, somebody, there's something wrong with someone. Yeah. Or, I, you know, there's nothing that really is, is said to, to brighten your day, I'm only really, to maybe make it a little worse. That's exactly right. And I'm but also that, a go, but I'm a ref of their fights all the time, mm. like, or their problems. Like, I'll walk out of one room. And it'll be like, your mother's such a bitch. You know what I mean? And then you walk into the next room and it's like, your father's crazy. And it's like, yeah, all right. I get it. Literally, everybody gets crazy as they get older. But I think that when you get older, one thing I also learned is that people love issues, situations, yeah, problems. It gives people <laughs> something to talk about. Yeah, it's true. And it really just pisses me off. Yeah, if someone in the family is in a bad marriage or something like that, that's what they they like to go to that. They like to go to my mom always knows who died. I think that's a mom thing. Mm. Oh, it's they it's... always know who's sick or dead or mm. dying. And uh yeah. it can be rough, but yeah, it, it's definitely I want to write a book someday about like moving out at 18, living in New York City for like 10 years and then moving back to Milton, Massachusetts. Now, and by the way, Will Noonan, comedian Will Noonan in studio today here at Beantown Athletics on the Danny Picard show. Um I met you at Dig Radio. We That's both right. did a show at Dig Radio. Was that 2 years ago? Uh, a year ago? A year ago, I think. A year ago. Around a year ago. I was on uh, right after you, so I would see you on on my uh I think they they in. I think they only lasted about 3 months. Yeah, 90 days almost exactly. Right? And I or think they, they might have cut it around uh -huh. this time, actually, a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow right? on the ground. Snow on the ground. Um, yeah. It was actually, a, that it's was a funny a story because you were the one who broke the news to me because I saw you in the... Oh, uh... in the lobby downstairs, <laughs> and I didn't know it was coming. I show up one day, they're like, hey, we got to have a talk with you. And you know, I was all jacked up. I was in yeah. there every weekday. I'm like, okay, this is the... You know, this is the station I'm going to be at every weekday. Like, you know, we talked about selling the show, advertising, this and that. Like, yeah. I had some good vibes. You know what I mean? I had my own producer. We had a studio. John Loftus was the producer. Um, Great and, guy. Yeah. I, and, and yeah, I mean, it was a tough And situation. I go up there and they're like, hey, we got to have a talk. And they're like, oh, we're cutting the station. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. This joke? I mean, two days ago, we were all like, uh, yeah, seriously. You know, it's one thing when you cut the station. It's another thing that when you start, you know, when you start it out, they tell you, well, we don't expect success overnight. Yeah. And then three months later, when, you know, they have to, they 
shut it down. Yeah, they. Uh, I was planning on asking for more money that or money at all that day. Yeah. I was like, uh, I, I think you told me I that, told and that. I'm like, eh, goes, you might, eh, might want to change your tone before you go up there. Yeah, I can see that's not gonna work out. It was funny. I could see you were like struggling to even tell me because you knew they were about to tell me, so you were kind of like. Uh, don't say uh, I told you, but they're going to tell you that the station's closing. <laughs> and then I started laughing because I was like, Danny, I was about to ask for more money, man. <laughs> Imagine you go up. You're like, listen, God. They're like, hey, we got to have a talk with you, Will. You're like, no, no, no. I got to have a talk with you guys. Yeah. This ain't cutting Let me go mustard. First. Let's talk turkey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do this show here anymore unless you start giving me some more money. And then you say, well. Guess what? The whole station's done. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was pretty funny, but they uh, I'm not surprised, actually. The sound quality was bad. and mm. uh, and uh, But I was pissed because I was getting international callers. I was getting a lot of calls from all over mm -hmm. the world, and I was getting these calls from the U.K. and stuff, and I was like, this is great because I can't do that on my show. You yeah. Know? And uh, I thought that was going to be like, uh, you know, I thought that was going to guarantee some time on the air. Yeah. But. Well, we got Skype hotline here. Oh, there you go. Um, we should have given I'm the a number. Skype out. ambassador. Did you know that? I'm sponsored by them a little bit. Are you? Yeah, I'm official uh, Skype comedy ambassador. You shitting me? No. Well, I got look. I I have high praise for Skype because yeah. we did we do a segment with Ryan Whitney who plays professional hockey in Russia for the KHL. He he played. Is he a Milton guy? Um, no, I believe Situate. Situate. South right? Riv. Uh, he's a you know, Boston local kid. Uh, yeah, Yan Yandel's the Milton. Yandel, Boston. Keith Yandel's oh, yeah, Milton. Yeah. Milton. Keith, okay. Keith Yandel's Milton. But Ryan Whitney, he's a local guy. Yeah. He played for the Oilers. He played for the Ducks. He played for the Penguins. Nice. He's now in the KHL in Russia. And the KHL. We, I, you know, one day I, I talked to somebody, somebody over the phone. We had him on just a Skype phone line, you know, giving him a call on a regular, the regular Skype line. And it sounded like shit. But then we did Skype to Skype with Whitney from Russia, and you would have thought if you listened to it, it's like he's here. It's like he's in the room. Yeah, and it's 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 almost it's so good it's creepy. He's yeah. in Russia. It is amazing. He's in fucking Russia. He sounds like he's in the room. He sounds like he's sitting next to me. I know. It's I mean it's awesome, but it does sound it's so good it's creepy. Yeah, I've had guys. That should be that that should be their their uh, tagline. It sounds Skype so good. to Skype, <laughs> so good, so clear. It's creepy. it's creepy. <laughs> I'll suggest that. Yeah, you should. That might go over well. the next well. Skype meeting. That might go over well. Um, yeah, they can Skype me if they want any time. Will Noonan Comedy on Skype. There you go. More promotion. More promotion. Now, w will you talk about WWE on your podcast? Oh, all the time. Why so, wouldn't I? So, what's your <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me, I mean, what, what's your take on this? I mean... What did you think last night? Like, what was? Well, I didn't expect anything awesome because WrestleMania is the next pay per view. So I was like, they're not gonna like, you know, they're gonna save their. They're gonna best save stuff the best for Mania. For... But I they teased it a little bit. Sting, Triple H, and uh, the Bray Wyatt Undertaker yeah. tease, which I knew. Yeah. I, I I said to my buddy, I was like, either Bray Wyatt or Adam Rose is popping out of that coffin, and, and mm. it's gonna be like, you know, a big f you to everybody. But uh, I did think that was cool. But yeah, I wasn't expecting like a great. I was bored to tears by the Cena Rusev match until the end, which I thought it ended really well. Yeah, uh, I thought Cena's color looked weird. Did you think that when you were watching it? His oh, when he was color? when he was getting choked out. Yeah, like you can't fake that. He looked he looked horrible. I I honest, honestly, there was a point in time where I thought he actually got knocked out. Yeah, I think and, a lot of people did. And I don't know what happened there. No, I thought that too. Like me and my buddy were watching it, and I was like, 
I was like, see his color, like really. It was looks only bad. from his neck, like midway through his chest, up to his head. Yeah, I was like, you it can't was fake that. Right, red. <laughs> it did not. I it, didn't. Yeah, that his, was weird. His flesh, like, was going I don't know white, if, like pale white. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what was going on with that. That yeah. was weird. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, sometimes I wonder with wrestling, like, because uh, I know there's a lot of. Um, you know, because I did some... Did you know that I did a little indie wrestling I, no, I past year? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I so, did not know that. Could I have signed him up for the ETW. Yeah, Pete time. used yeah. to... My producer, Pete Needham, for people who are listening, uh, Pete used to run a... Backyard, Re- backyard wrestling. wrestling league. I thought he looked familiar. Extreme trampoline wrestling. <laughs> they had a trampoline with ropes. ET dub. Video, videotape. <laughs> well, I got into, uh, I got into, you know, like indie wrestling last year and watching it and stuff. And I had a few guys on my podcast as guests. Who, the one man thrill ride? I think we might oh, be getting. Oh, Jimmy? Jimmy? I think yeah. we're getting uh, Preston in here this week, I yeah, think. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the savage. Yeah. Absol- absolute, absolute savage. savage. <laughs> absolute savage. Absolute savage. One man thrill ride, Jimmy Preston. Yeah, yeah. You got to get the sure thing, Mark Sherman. Oh, the sure. We went to BC High oh, together. Yeah, he's great. I love those guys. Sherman Gregory was Edwards. actually he's actually been on Raw, right, as a security guard. I hear he's gonna be. on... I've seen him. I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but I hear he's gonna be on Tough, the new season of Tough Enough. Really? I hear that. Uh, I heard that on the grapevine. But anyway, I got into kind of like some of the local promotions like Beyond Wrestling and Chikara comes to town. They're from Philly, mm-hmm. and I had a few of those guys on. And anyway, they. Beyond Wrestling had me and Rydoon, this guy who's like a famous Viner. Rydoon, yep. Yeah, they had us mm-hmm. do like a, they let us be a tag team in like a battle royal. And, no shit. And uh, we, we uh, got our asses kicked. Like I got my shoulder dislocated. You kidding me? Yeah, and it uh, like it relocated on the spot, but it literally like still hurts to this day. If I, it was, What was, it was the move? That, what was the move that they put on you? Well. Did you practice? We. <laughs> well, how do you practice? You don't really because we, uh, we, um. Only had like a few minutes because the ring truck broke down on the way, so the ring only arrived like minutes before the show started. Oh. So we and pra- you picked a good one to be involved in. Though. Yeah, it was it was sold out too. It was like nine hundred people or something. You can find the video online. It's on uh, it's on my YouTube page and it's on um, my website. Mm-hmm. It's just type in American Rana, Will Noonan Rydoon. But anyway, we got power bombed out of the ring <laughs> over the top ropes. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. That's how you dislocated your shoulder? No, I got I dislocated my shoulder by um they just threw me up in the air and I came down on the ring and like, you know, like the amateur I am, I kind of like glanced down a little bit and like uh landed on the wrong arm. Ooh. And it was bad. Like you can see it on the video. I think it's like minute 225 in the video. You can like see the moment my arm gets dislocated. Yeah. But I know like it was this thing where I got in the ring and I was like, they, you know, all day you're with these guys and everyone's so friendly and everyone's so nice. Like mm-hmm. it was, I, I kept saying it was like a Make a Wish Kid day. Like everyone's like, you having a good time, buddy? <laughs> like putting their, <laughs> you enjoying your day on the wrestling side of things? And uh, and then you get in there and they're all in character and they're just mean as hell yeah. and they're like super pissed and and it's like there's this one dude who there's two guys who we just had not seen all day. We were with everybody all day, like kind of making friends. And then all of a sudden there's these two dudes where they come from. And they decided to kind of teach me a lesson for being, uh, you know, thinking I could just walk into this wrestling yeah. thing. So they beat the bag out of me, man. And uh, now when I watch wrestling, I watch it in a whole different way where I'm like, Oh, is so-and-so mad at this dude? Cause I know if they don't think the other dude's selling well enough, they'll hit him for real, you know, to make sure they get that one good one in there. And if they don't think a dude's doing something the right way, they'll start hitting them for real. Here's what I noticed, and I noticed it last night, too. You know, look, it's obviously fake. And I'm not going to sit here and try to... Predetermined. It's predetermined, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but which which makes it... Yeah. Which, which you can use the it's word. It's rigged. But fake implies that they're not 
know, taken. Yeah. No, but well, it, it, if that's if that's you meaning a fake, when I say it I, in my head, I, I completely understand that these guys take hits. Um, you know, they get banged up. Yeah. Absolutely. I just know they hate that word. I don't give they a shit. They hate that word. They hate it. That's okay. like their N word. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just get... trying to get this show canceled before it gets going. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I um I I guess when I say it. I don't mean it that way. Yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah. word that is used. So, okay. I got heat for saying it. That's why I'm like. All right. So, I'll be sure when, you know, Preston's in here. You know, we still want this desk. Yeah, he'll put you this right nice through this desk, table. This table. This we don't want. Uh, solid oak. I don't want to get power bombed, <laughs> a pile driven through a table. So, I won't use that word. But it, it, I also noticed that, especially in the Brian Reigns match, it, you know, when Daniel Bryan kicks someone in the face. Yeah. Is he actually, I mean, he's kicking him in the face, right? Yeah, it looks that way. I, I heard an older wrestler say to me, uh, or no, sorry, I think he said it on some podcast or something, but he was an older school guy. I just remember the quote. He was like, when we did it back in the day, we used to uh, not hit each other and like make it look real. He's like, nowadays, they really hit each other and yeah. it looks fake, <laughs> like or something yeah. like that. And it's. I think the guys today, they they just they they fight more. You know, they they take more of a real beating. Cause I go to a lot of these indie shows, and you're right up close, and you're like, I'm not seeing anything. Like, I mean, sometimes you you can tell they're pulling the punches a little bit, but mm -hmm. when you can't fake getting thrown out off the top of the ring into chairs no. or cement or whatever. Like when you get thrown through a table, and when you get thrown through the announce table, that hurts. Yeah, it all hurts. Like I the I when I did my wrestling thing. They lined me up and they all did that chest chop on me. Like, oh yeah, that was the most painful thing of all. And I'm actually, I'm actually watching it right now. Oh, uh, see there. You oh go. yeah, <laughs> he's taking some mean chops to the chest. Bro. Really? Yeah. yeah, I'll show you. Let me he's show you. He's got his chest opened up like and they're going hot on him. Let me show you a couple the Rick Flairs. Let me show you a picture of what my chest looked like after the next day. It was unbelievable. Now what about like punches to the face? Like how how hard do you get hit on those? I think they get hit pretty hard. Like I, I, uh, I took like. But not hard enough because guys, not it's not like they leave in the show with black eyes. No, or they like know bruises. they know just how to do it. They know how to like, they know how to like hit you, but it's like kind of a fifty-five percenter. Like you feel it. You know what I mean? They let up. Yeah, they snap it a little bit. Like and they kind of like. Yeah. They they kind of like I don't know I've seen them do it like but last night like you said Roman and, Roman uh, Reigns with the elbows with <laughs> forearms yeah, I'm that, going he's hitting them. Yeah sometimes he's I, hitting them with that. Sometimes I gotta wonder I'm like did they really just um piss each other off in there somehow and now they're really doing it because that does happen I know a guy because I said uh what pisses you off like what bothers you about like a guy and he's like I hate it when a guy doesn't sell the right way like, yeah I hate it or even if they sell too much you know because mm -hmm. sometimes they go oh and it's like so crazy that it like annoys them so they'll they'll start hitting them for real and they'll like get in their ear and be like that's how you sell that's how you sell really yeah yeah and they're like they're 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 tough dudes wrestlers are really I find them so interesting because they're like a really interesting mix of like jocks and like comedians mm -hmm. or performers they're very well. You have to again. It gets back to the WWE. I think they lack guys behind the mic. Yeah, you know, it's not that they don't have talented athletes. It's that they don't have a guy that can steal the show when the mic's in his hand. Yeah, man. You know, they they they're lacking that. Showing off my picture. So you got to be yeah. an entertainer. Yeah, you got to be an entertainer. That's like the hardest part. Is the uh, I'm showing. Let me see this picture. picture. Of my chest. Let me see this picture. My that's a that's a full blown Holy welt right there. Shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It looks kind of it looks kind of like a dick if you. I don't uh, know what the hell that is. <laughs> if yeah. you didn't tell me, if you just show me that picture, I'd be like, dude, yeah, what are you doing? You have a disease. What or are you? Something, what are you right? showing me right now? Yeah, and go here, get that checked out. Here's me and Dune, getting power bombed over the top rope. Oh wow. 
And what was on the outside? Guys, we landed on people. You landed on people. Yeah, that. I mean, that was. So you were relying on the trust factor that people you didn't know were going to catch you. Yeah, and I'm friends with those guys now, man. And I made a lot of good friends that day, and it was no shit like one of the most exciting things I've performed in front of thousands. It was like one of the most exciting yeah. things I've ever done. Like it was, it was. There's a picture of me before the match started with my arms up, like on the thing, and my armpits are just like soaked in sweat because I was so <laughs> nervous. I was like I, dying of fear. Yeah, you see, I don't know that I could do it. I, see, if I did it, I would need like time in the ring to practice, to know that when I did fall and take those hits, I knew how to fall, right? Yeah. Because a, there is a strategy to that. Well, like you just said, like you yeah. fell, you got thrown a power bomb, then you fell and you looked down. You, you can't do that. You got to yeah. know how to fall. We were supposed to, uh, we were supposed to, be bad you know we were supposed to be foolish the like bad guys we were heel pussies basically yeah. we were like like it was when they were picking me up i'm like i'm famous i'm a comedian what are you doing <laughs> i have followers you know and stuff like that so we were kind of supposed to suck and we did work out a few things but when you get in there and especially in a battle royal there was like 20 dudes it just all the everything goes out the window and dudes were like whispering in my ear that i didn't know like they're like just powder bro just powder real quick i'm like i don't know what that fucking means <laughs> what, when he's got you in a headlock <laughs> and he's like you know when they put the head down yeah. and they tell him something yeah they're saying stuff they're to saying me. powder what does uh, that mean that means get out of the ring that means like lay down and it, now when they do that they set up their moves right yeah they they well they upcoming they'll just moves just say they'll very quick like um i learned a lot that day like about how it's done like you know it, it reminded me of a comedy show backstage you know com comedians are so if you do it a lot you just guy walk in and be like uh, all right i'll go first i'll do five you do 10 you yeah. do 20 and it's like bubble boom it's all like really easy and it's that's how the wrestlers are you know it's like all right so uh you go over uh, i guess i'll do like a sunset power flip and then you do like the headlock on me and then uh running knee uh act real hurt i'll throw it. you know what i mean they just they plan the match in five seconds before yeah. it starts and then when they're out there they just whisper like little things to each other but then not all guys even do that. Some of the guys that work together all the time, they 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 just go with a flow like uh, that they know they know wow. each other. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's pretty cool though, and I I never I never watch it the same way again since then. Like I have a, a thousand. I already respected them, but now I respect them so much. I, I never look. I never said I didn't respect, and and maybe when I no, said the did, word Dan. fake, you, so you clearly said that. No, I did. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I've, I've been watching it my whole life. Um, and if there's anyone that, that understands the type of beating that these guys take, it, it, yeah. it certainly is somebody who's watched it their entire life. Um, and night after night, too, they take it. Yeah. Even, it, it's not just, you know, just because you don't see it doesn't mean, you know, just because you're sitting home eating popcorn watching the Bruins one night doesn't mean that, you know, fucking Dolph Ziggler isn't getting pile driven in uh yeah they Pennsylvania do, they do and with in front matches. of 1700 people yeah I was in a match for minutes I, I think I was in it for five minutes I was sore for months and like these guys do that every single day and they do much bigger much harder stuff now Dolph Ziggler I mentioned I just mentioned him yeah I love him he, he was the first guy brought out last night I that's uh, you know what I mean I like that was so stupid was he's shocked. one of the best I know I think he's one of the best I, agree. I think he might need to juice up a little bit Dumb. Yeah, he can't. He can't get taller on steroids, though. No, but you know what? That. That's that's fine. But you gotta. I think he could. You know. That'll get Vince's attention. Talk to talk to A Rod. <laughs> he needs to talk to Alex Rodriguez. He know he needs to talk to. This kid, the Red Sox Ooh, signed today. Uh, I'll say, I bet Ryback. Yoan Mankata. Yoan Mankata. The Red Sox signed this six foot two, two hundred and five pound, nineteen year old switch hitting infield, the Cuban. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Um, they, they won the bidding war. They, they, they signed him. Yeah, he's 28, right? He's gonna, he's gonna, he's 19 going on 30. Um, but it looks like his, this guy's nickname should be, uh, 
lat pull downs or f- fucking um, bent over rows. Yoan bent over rows, Mankata. <laughs> this guy is a monster. And it looks like he needs to be on the Dolph Ziggler needs to get on the regiment. But Dolph Ziggler's a comedian too. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. So you're a comedian. Dolph Ziggler's a comedian. So yeah, you, maybe there's still hope for you I've in the WWE. To, I've tried well, to reach out to uh, Dolph Ziggler. Me too. I've just tweeted him though. Yeah. I told him it should be the Danny and Dolph show on the WWE Network, <laughs> and that it should be a show bringing in enter, you know, an entertainment sports talk entertainment show. With, because every time you could have it in New York City, yeah, where they don't they have a big WWE. They used to. They, they used to anymore. or something. Well, they could have a new one in Times yeah. Square. Put a studio, a window you can see in, right? And they should have a weekday show every morning live on the WWE Network. I don't know from from ten, you know, ten a.m. to to one in the afternoon. Yeah, and you know. I'll say me as the host, and uh, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler will say as the guest. And or, or anybody really, uh, uh, give me fucking DDP. You know, we'll promote his yoga, DDP yeah. yoga. You can probably we'll get promoting everything else. We're promoting everything else and promote DDP yoga. Uh, it's not your mama's yoga. There's always somebody in town in New York City. There's yeah. always a team in town, and every in every sport, and every team that's in town has at least one guy in each team that's a diehard WWE fan. Yeah, think about true. this: every team that wins a championship, without a doubt. They have a WWE title. It's true. And whether it's in the locker room, whether it's at the parade, they have it. Remember when the Pistons did that? The whole team. Um, I think it was an old Rasheed four. Wallace. He bought him for the whole team. And yeah. And they would bring him the whole next season. They brought him to every game. I, w- I wish that were the law. Like, because I love uh, my one of my most irritating things about the NBA is like in any sport, really, is that, like, you get it more in baseball. Like, the champ doesn't get the recognition in the next season. Like, they don't – they should start every game with, like, this is the championship They all wear the belts and their warm-ups? Yeah, like, I think they should, you know? Like, you you only get that credit for, like, a week in the NBA, and then the next year it's like, all right, we're all back to, like, square one again. 82 games. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, the champs should get some sort of recognition. Maybe have a title match in February just to – Yeah. What do you think about the NBA going to a Sweet 16 uh, playoff scenario? Is it? It's not gonna happen though. I heard it's good. I heard the commissioner said it's gonna happen by 2016. What? Oh, that don't. Th- if that happens, ugh. it'd be cool. No, you don't. Like I, it? I like the way it is. I like the way it is now. What? Basically, the whole league, it's best 16 it, it, teams. It'd be just like uh, college. It'd be like a. But it won't be one game. Uh, I don't think. No, so, it'll right? be series. They'll have you yeah, know best of so. seven series still. I guess so. I didn't think of that. Yeah. That would take like six months, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I. So just like the playoffs now. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like change uh. when it comes to playoff systems <laughs> in sports. Like I, don't, I did think it was kind of a – that was my thought. I was like, that's just so – like, I'm the new commissioner. i got to change some shit. No, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they should. I, I'm not – I don't think they should change that. Um, That'll be a big but, story. But what I was saying was, you know, you get the show on WWE Network. You, got, you always can get a guy on yeah. that's on a team. So then you're promoting the network. You know, you're looking for pro- you, you, the network needs somewhere where they can sell ads on the network. They don't do that, right? No, they don't. That would be a show to do it. I know it'd be great. We could do it. I think Ziggler, and that could be a good gimmick. That could bleed into his gimmick too. Yeah, you know what I mean, because he's kind. I've of- tried to reach out to people at WWE. I actually sent. I I so I went on LinkedIn, and I got everybody that I typed in WWE. WWE Network, and I, I started sending requests to everybody that worked there, and I sent them this idea to, like, 15 people. This is probably, like, a year ago. And, you know, no one got back to me. But, yeah, yeah 
You know, it's funny because they started putting Stone Cold's podcast on there. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, hey, <laughs> I, wonder, uh, I wonder if uh, they maybe got that idea from someone, huh? I know. Uh, maybe, they, maybe they read a couple LinkedIn messages and ran with it. That's the, uh, I, know, I know how that feels. Yeah. I've had a couple. Uh, what, sending a uh, promo someone's way or an idea and they use it and don't yeah. involve you? Yeah. Yeah. Some, some script ideas. Like some jokes, too? Ideas. Yeah, jokes, stuff like that. Uh, You've had people steal your jokes. Yeah, uh, I've had. Can't call him out right now. I had a. Uh, <laughs> Who? Who stole your joke? Let's could, call I him never out. had. I never had like a stand-up joke like stolen by another stand-up, but I had a. Uh, I had a script idea, stolen pretty bad. Really? Yeah, me and my buddy, uh, like years. This is like in '03. We wrote a script, sent it to Sony, and it was all about uh, these two guys who like pretended to be gay so they could get like. Uh, insurance benefits, so they. So, so, <laughs> Adam Sand- was Adam Sandler and. Uh, well, so they could get married and yeah. get the insurance benefits and stuff. We pitched them the movie idea, and they're like, "It's pretty good. Just go back and work on it for a little while." So we go back and work on it. We come back, and they're like, "Eh, we're just not interested." And then, like a year and a half later, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Is wow. I'm in a I'm in a wow, I'm in a movie theater. So are we call Are we doing this? Are we calling out Adam Sandler right <laughs> I now? I don't know. I don't well, know. no, no, no. Well, I know it's the same more, studio uh, though. It's more the writers though, right? Like the oh, writers. Of yeah, the... and it's and is it's it? honestly not like I, I guarantee you, it's not like someone took our script and like looked through it and took it word for word. Someone read it and went, oh, that's a good idea. I can and take did, that idea yeah. and do it way better. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. But was there anything in that movie where you said, oh, so much. where you said, wait a minute, this this pot right here? Yeah, there this was. This is fucking our pot. There's a part where they send a... You uh, don't think Adam Sandler had anything to do with that? Probably not, actually. Really? It was probably... It all happens before Sandler. I was going to say, we could call him out. The same studios, too, right? That yeah, it was it. the same studio. Oh. It was uh, it was me and my buddy. It wasn't like a fully developed script, but all the plot points and like major things were the same. <laughs> And it was I was sitting in a movie theater in New York, like seeing another movie, and the trailer came on, and I'm like, <gasps> and I just like sent my buddy a message, like, dude, this is the movie we wrote, and he's a little more, uh, he's more successful in in show business than me, and he's doing all right, so he was more like, ah, oh, it's probably just uh, like, don't worry about it, like it's probably, and it was his agent who saw it, so he was probably felt a little bit to blame, but there was one part in the movie where they send a, uh, to to verify. That they're that they're like actually gay. They send a like a gay guy from the government to like look at them. Yeah, and he's like really gay. And I was like, this is like straight out of our script. Wow. But I on but I've heard of that happening to like a thousand other guys. Like like um. So they stealing it from other people too. Yeah, like it happens. It's kind of all like, right. So you're not saying it's just a coincidence because it happens all the time. You're saying it happens all the time because they just steal from other people. Yeah, yeah. It's an unrepresented guy sends, and especially since it's just an idea in in the idea stage and in like the the beginning stages, it's very easy to be like, oh shit, like that's the same, you know. Mm-hmm. But now I have, you know, now when I send something out, I just make sure I cover my tracks, like, really. And this was before the internet, before you could really, like, trace everything so easily. But you you are dead set on they stole your script. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. So I can't I can't say it's not just like... I, can I say it? Yeah, you can say I, it they, if you want They to. fucking stole your <laughs> script, dude. Did you ever see, uh, have you ever seen HBO's Road to the Winter Classic? <laughs> yes. I think they might have stole a little script there from 363 <laughs> Road to the Southie 3 on 3. No, I'm kidding. We completely <laughs> stole the script on that. We stole. Did you see our movie? No. Uh, you got to watch it. I, I did watch the, uh, I think I saw the trailer for you it. You saw the trailer? Yeah, or the, the commercial. We See, when we put it, Pete is the guy, man behind the magic. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I'm getting that vibe. Yeah, he's the man behind the magic. <laughs> um, 
putting together backyard wrestling promotion. Yeah, it, and wait till those get released. Yeah, those are gonna be awesome. He lent me his beats for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually, when we put that movie together, and go check it out now on YouTube. Three sixty three Road to the Salty Three on Three. It's a documentary, mockumentary on my preparation for the annual Salty Street Hockey Tournament which we're still waiting for an invite to the Oscars red carpet <laughs> for. As I'm watching there last night, you know, they show this video of these kids who are future of Hollywood because based on, like, scripts that they wrote and mini videos that they posted, what about 363 wrote to the Salty 3-on-3? Seriously, three? man. 36 minutes, almost 40,000 views. We got two NHL players in it. We got an AHL ref. Uh, you got myself <laughs> playing a star performance. Um, when we did the movie... Pete put together the trailer, and we're watching the trailer. The trailer was done, I think, before we even finished the movie. But we had <laughs> gone over the movie so much that that me and Pete, we didn't like it anymore. Uh, we like, uh, like I don't know. How, I mean, I think that's how yeah. you felt too. We were kind of like, yeah, is this we gonna be to, any good? We had to make the the Are movie gonna... as as good as the trailer was. Like, uh, we like live up we, to it. We then watched the trailer, and I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I remember, I remember where I was when I watched it. We're in the studio. And it was just Pete's little room outside the <laughs> living room. And um, I watch it and I say, holy shit, this is unbelievable. I go, but there's a big time problem. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I, it's just going to be way better than the movie. <laughs> is the trailer going to be way better than the actual 36-minute film that we're about to put out? Because we watched it so many times that it started to get not funny oh, to me. Yeah, you it know wasn't I mean? funny so to me. I absolutely I was going to say, like, is that something yeah. that... I don't like the movie. Is that something that I you I think I put lot? together a shit yeah. movie. I edit my own out. Al- I have two albums I edited myself, and it's like sitting there. Because you usually edit like two... You'll do two shows in one night and then kind of mix them into one perfect mm-hmm. show. And it's like sitting there listening to your own comedy over and over again. And you're just like, by the end of it, you're like, oh, I hate, I hate myself. <laughs> I hate everything. Oh, I couldn't stand this guy. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we were together for about a solid two months. Yeah, we. It was it horrible. Was, you, yeah. you can't. It's just part of the business. Yeah. You know, it's too much. Speaking of stealing, too, I think I there. That's another reason why SNL can kind of irk me. They they like to borrow a lot from like stand up comedians. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially in New York, the writers on SNL. It's a cutthroat place to work. They're like desperate for anything. They're out there on all the same shows that you're on. So it's like every now and then you hear something on SNL, it just sounds a little, especially on Weekend Update because it's like topical stuff. Yeah. You'll hear something that's a little pretty close to something that you tweeted or something that you wrote. Yeah. And you're just like, it's like a, a thing happens in your head where you're like, well, I could be like a psycho and be like, did SNL steal from me this huge thing? And then you're like, but it kind of feels like they did. So like, <laughs> am I being a psycho or maybe mm-hmm. we just had the same, you can never, that's the thing with stealing. It's it, Unless it's so blatant, you can't, really prove it yeah so it can be tough but have you i mean have you ever been interested in saturday night live i mean is that how tough is that to even get it's like to to even get close to it's tough it's tough i've been this this year was like the first time ever that like i ever heard like my name in any conversation that was like maybe we'll get an audition or something you know what i mean how do you get an audition um Honestly, the only time I ever heard the first mumblings of it was I did a national TV comedy spot, and mm-hmm. it was like some people were like, uh, you know, some people on Twitter were like talking about it, and then I kind of heard like, oh, maybe you'll get an audition this year, but 
I don't know. I think a lot goes into like, it. Like, do you like do you apply? Uh, that's nah, where I'm confused. It's, it's oh, you like just got to be found. You got to be found. You got to be found. And they don't really like come to Boston anymore. Uh, and it, it's weird. I know a lot of people who have auditioned. Like a lot of guys. Like most people do. If you like make it in comedy, eventually they're gonna maybe take a gander at you. But it's tough, man. I know like people who've made it on as writers and uh But is that a goal of yours? I mean I'm, I guess I'm just trying to get no. into the head of a comedian and who watches Saturday Night Live and It used to be, honestly. Used to be. When it's I started anymore. I really, really wanted to be on Saturday Night Live and then the more I do stand up, the longer I do it. I mean it would be great. I mm-hmm. would definitely take the gig. Like my if I honestly, if I could if I had a genie bottle right here or a genie lamp or whatever <laughs> And I could rub it and get any wish I want. Well, we got the fake <laughs> microphone yeah. trophy, which or looks Pedro a little weird. Bobblehead. Yeah. Uh, I would. Uh, I'd probably. Lo- I mean, being the host of Weekend Update on SNL is probably like yeah. my dream job. Really, I think that would be like the coolest thing ever. Uh, but, I de- but at the same time, like it, w- it's not like the same. I don't know. It doesn't hold the same mystique to me as it mm-hmm. used to. Like I'm kind of like, yeah, but just I'm focused more now and just like doing what I want to do. I'd rather be like. Uh, I'd rather be like Bill Burr or something, I guess. Yeah. You know, that would be a better Well, the industry's now. changed. Yeah. yeah. Because now you can do your own shit, and you can promote your own stuff, and you can put it online. You, you have your own podcast while yeah. doing your own stand-up. And, you know, you don't necessarily need that outlet to, to make it in the business that you're in. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, is that where you're going? Because yeah. look, look at my business. I mean, look, you're sitting in my studio right now. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. Right, I am. And and no, and I'm not saying that like <laughs> this is my studio. I'm saying you can build something now on your own outside of just wanting to sit there and say, hey, you know, like I I could, you know, ten years ago, if I was where where I am now in my stage of my career, I I wouldn't have my own show yet, um, because there just wasn't this outlet to, oh, to, yeah. to have podcasts. Or it costs a zillion dollars. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, I started yeah. this show probably like eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. But I, let's say 10, 12 years ago, I probably would be in a situation where I'm sitting here begging a local sports radio station to, you know, give me a full-time job. I'm not necessarily begging for it, you know, yeah. because uh, not to say that I, I don't want it. I'm, I'm just telling you that there are other ways that you can go out and put your own product out there and then promote your own product. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's like the beauty of nowadays. Like, you know, there's people out there, the younger people, like the teenagers of the world, they're searching for new shit all the time mm-hmm. on the internet, and they're searching for that next big thing. And you know, you just gotta keep doing what you do and put out your, you know, like I try and just do the shit. Like, you know, when I watch something, I'm like, I just wish this had a little bit of something more. I just try and do what I would want. You know, like what I would want to listen to the podcast. I would want to listen to the stand up. I would want to listen to. You know, and that's all you can do. Yeah. Really do, I guess. I would I would love to be on SNL, but it's funny, like the more acting I do, like uh I do a lot of commercials and stuff like that. And the more things I do that aren't stand up, the more I'm just like, I just love stand up. Yeah. <laughs> like being in a being in thirty rock all day writing and uh doing those shows would be like super fun and be cool for a couple of years, but I'm sure I'd be eventually be like, I miss my stand up comedy life. Well, will they let you do both? They do, but it's hard, you know. It's a very I mean, working for SNL is like a full-time mm-hmm. job and uh you can do you get they have a great schedule where you get every fourth week off. So they do 3 weeks and then you always have a week off. So like you can go out and do shows and stuff like that and but it can be it can be tough. But we'll be it's not over. I mean, we'll be pulling for you. I know. Right? I'm like acting like, I feel like 
feel like it is over because I'm <laughs> it's not 22 anymore. But uh, but you know, it's uh, and it I've I've learned in in this business and the sh- in the, in comedy, it's just kind of like. You can sit around all day and make plans and worry and shit, but it's just yeah. it's not it's not up to you really. You kind of just got to go uh, with the flow and do the work that comes to you. Right now, I'm just focused. I feel like I sound like an athlete. I'm just focusing on Hartford and New Haven, you know. And yeah, it's uh, it's really what's coming up the pike. And, we're on uh, to Hartford. We're yeah. on to Hartford. Yeah, we're on to Hartford. Um, <laughs> what's the worst thing someone's ever yelled at you from the crowd? Have you ever had that moment where you're yeah. like, "They just shut the fuck up." Like, are you serious right yeah. now? Is that why you're here? I have a lot to of heckle those. me. My uh. My last CD I put out, I called it a mixtape. <laughs> mixtape drops, hypothetically. Like, like Drake dropped a mixtape. That's exactly what uh, I was thinking. Out of nowhere. I was like, I'm dropping a mixtape because it's not quite an album. And uh, I put on there, like, I saved some heckler interactions, and I put those on there, and yeah. they, they sell, like, way better than any of the other tracks. <laughs> People love to hear me get heckled. Uh, I've gotten so many crazy things, but I, I'd say one of the most memorable heckles I ever got and one of the most memorable yell-outs was I do. In the summertime, comedy's like, that's the worst time to be a comedian. It's like the leanest time. Not a lot of work in the summer. You end up doing crazy gigs. Like, I do a lot of golf tournaments, and if you've ever played in a golf tournament, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's a comedian, it sucks, you know, because it's like they've been in the sun for four or yeah. five hours drinking beers, yeah. tired. They've been kind of making each other laugh all day and busting balls and they all think they're friggin' hilarious and they're all like six <laughs> fucking beers deep you know i do these gigs they're always you're driving down you're already like defeated you know yeah you're like ass ah, it's just gonna suck you know so i'm walking <laughs> walking to this stage or one of these gigs the stage you know the podium mm-hmm. or whatever and i'm walking through the tables and this guy just goes my hair i, I needed a haircut at the time my hair was kind of just puffed out and yeah. you know the humidity in the summertime and this guy just goes like nice hair fag <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not even to the mic yet so i don't have like that power of like fuck you, you know yeah i'm like and then and when he said it the whole place goes crazy like he killed all of a sudden he stole the show yeah, he stole the show before i even got to the mic right so then i'm up there and i'm like god that was co-. and it was just i was beaten before i started you were rattled and it was no it wasn't even that it was that rattled, but the mic wasn't work. I didn't have like my. Oh. It was an away game, not a home game. Yeah. You know, I didn't have like all my shit that I'm mm. used to in them. And I tried to go after this guy, and it didn't really work. And nah. And then I remember uh, I have this joke where uh, I usually use the mic stand. I'll say, uh, you know, my brother's gay, so once a year I like to test myself for gay, and I'll have one of my friends come over, and I'll just look at him naked to see how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so then I take the mic stand out. And I look at it like it's it, like it's the guy, you know. Yeah. But there's no mic stand because it's like this golf oh. tournament. So I look around and I'm like, "What the fuck can I use?" So I grab the trophy because it's like the size of like it's like the size of a guy. <laughs> I grab the trophy and I hear a gasp when I grab the trophy, like. <gasps> <laughs> so then I, so then I'm like, "Well, I'm, I've started this. I'm finishing it." So I put it down and I'm looking at it. I'm like, "Geez." Jimmy, I don't know if this is the year, man. I'm just not feeling anything right now, you know? <laughs> so then I go over to, like, where the dick would be, and I give it a big sniff, like, like that. And I, <laughs> and I go, nah, I don't like the way it smells either. And I hear the crowd gap <gasps> again. And then I'm like, what the fuck's with these people? And then I look at the, and then I read the trophy, and it says, like, the Paul Murphy Memorial Golf Tournament. Uh, like, it's like he's, it's like some, some fucking you father. You the trophy. Some father of three oh. died of, like, a stroke two years ago or something. Like, he's, like, this great guy. And I'm just like besmirching him so bad, <laughs> but that was my little bit of payback for the fucking nice hair fag comment. I was like, now I'll make your friend into a, a dick and I, sniff it. I have <laughs> never heard of a comedian at a golf tournament. 
Oh, it happens, dude. I've done like really. I've done a hundred of them. I yeah. I don't know that I'd be in the mood for that if I just got off the course. No, never. Like, it yeah. never goes. I don't well. ever pay attention to anything that's going on up at the stage. No. After I'm just and eating, drinking, like no, the raffles, talking to people. Bottom. You know yeah. what I did on on the fourth hole. A lot of times they'll uh, have us play too. Like they'll pay us a little extra to play. Yeah. It with them and uh, kind of like, I don't know what the gimmick is. It's like hey, hang out with a comedian who, <laughs> who'd rather be someplace else. Uh, and you'll play, and that, that actually can be, like, a little more fun, but it leads to a new problem where, like, I don't drink, but a lot of comedians do, and by the end of that round of golf, the comedian will be completely... I remember doing one with this guy. I won't say his name, but he before... We, you know when you line up in the carts at the, in the morning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this dude was legless, like, before we even teed off. <laughs> and we did, like, all these shows. He was popping pills like it's uh, Tic Tacs all day long. <laughs> we get to the end, and this guy... He ended up doing great. That's the funny thing about comedy. He ended up killing it, but it was just one of those days, you know? So that's your advice? Yeah. Get wrecked and pop pills? Get wrecked, pop pills. I don't do it. I'm, I'm pretty sober when it comes to comedy, yeah. but uh, it's... Uh, I've definitely... Seen some wrecked. Those golf tournaments are very boozy. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you ever been to a golf tournament and not drink? I know. Can you play? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I can play. I can get through a round. But I honestly, I don't enjoy golf. I don't like. Uh, I like being outside and I like uh, shooting the shit. But it's it, it's. I hate. You're a the, wiffle ball guy. I'm a wiffle ball guy, and I yeah. hate the. Uh, I'm a wiffle ball guy too. I mean, I'll still golf, but I'm a, I'm a wiffle ball. I guy. like going out with like three buddies, but I hate. Um, I hate going out with someone who's serious about golf. I hate going out with. Uh, I hate playing at courses where, like, you got to look over your shoulder all the time. And guys are just, you know, wait. They're in the middle of the fairway as you're about to make a big putt, and they're just staring you down. Yeah. Like, you couldn't wait to tee off until I finished the fucking hole. Isn't it the worst? Yeah, dude. Isn't it? Because I there's hate... always somebody who starts early. Yeah. And they say, well, no, that's just the pace of play. And then it'll, you'll get a kid who's coming around the course. He's like, hey, guys, your pace of play. It's uh, You're about a half hour behind. Well, wait, what? Yeah, I hate that shit, dude. What, what, that's so stupid. And I hate, and those people live for those moments. Like one time I was doing a golf tournament, comedian golf tournament, and I'm putting, and I did that thing where like no one told me I could tap it in, but it was like right next to the goddamn hole, so I just tapped it in, Yeah, you know? And uh, <laughs> this is what people on golf courses always do. The guy comes up to me and he's like, listen, uh, some people around here, not me. Some people around here, they're pretty uptight about the rules. <laughs> they're real stiffs, you know? So, uh, you know, if they see you doing that, they're going to say something. So just, you know, not coming from me, coming from them, just don't do that, all right? Yeah. What, you know just what I mean? Pick, just telling you to pick it up? Yeah, pick it up. See, um, what if I want the confidence of the ball going into the hole? That's yeah. the point of playing golf. <laughs> I gave this guy a look. Like, you're wasting your fucking breath on me right now, dude. And, like, why did you feel like this was important enough to talk about? And he had it to tell you. Yeah, That's what he to. wanted to tell he you. He had to, yeah. you know? And I, that, that, to me, that epitomizes, like, what I hate about golf. I had the round. <laughs> I, I, you don't want to go golfing with me because for some reason the nuts follow me around. I get followed by crazy people, and I'm every time I'm at a golf course. There's somebody that's out of their mind, and there's, there's people that look. I actually I abide by the ethics of 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 the golf course. I really do. I'd like to do that. Um, but there are certain people that 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 show up that that just think that they can say whatever they want. Like you know they can do whatever they want. Like I, I got a funny story last year. And maybe this is just because I golf at Franklin Park, <laughs> you know, and, and may, maybe that's why. Yeah, that I might have, be why you run into a I, little more. I have no idea. So me and my buddy are on the, man, If it, I, I want to say it's the 12th hole. Wait, for people outside of Boston, Franklin Park is like uh, in the middle of the slightly wor- bad it's like if you, It's like if you said, hey, we're going to put a golf, we're going to put a golf course <laughs> in Boston. So let's pick, um, let, let's look to where... 
the hood is. And then a zoo. And we'll drop. And, and then, oh, yeah. And then, by the way, there's a zoo next to it, a legitimate zoo. And we will drop a golf course in the middle of both of those things. Yeah. To put a golf course in the weirdest place possible. But just to let people know that there's a golf course in the middle of the city, that's where we're going to put yeah. it. So, but it's... I will give them credit. It is a nice course. They have they they've done a lot of upkeep to it, and yeah. it, it it's much nicer now than it was ten yeah. years ago. My dad right? likes playing over there. He's I don't a big I, look. I like playing there because it's it, it's it's where and I grew there's up. There's no playing. dress code, right? I know every hole. You know what the course is. You know what you're getting yourself into. But you also know that at least when you go with me, you run into a couple nuts. So I'm on hole like twelve or something. I'm having a I, I'm having a I'm having a day at this point. I'm having a fucking day, right? And when you're having a day, you feel good. <laughs> good right? round. And, and all it takes is one little thing to take you, at least for me. Yeah. My mentality, my mental state, one little thing to just get, get me out of zone. my game. Yeah. To get me out. Oh, and and, and that w- if that happens, I'm done for the day. You oh, don't want to yeah. golf for me. Yeah. Slicing, bunkers, uh, hitting it two feet in front of me. Oh, yeah. That's it. So I'm having a day. Um, it's a par five. I'm about to chip up uh, f- for my – this was my fourth shot. I'm chipping up, and I'm going to then get a pop putt. So this is a big chip for me. I'm right in front of the green. Yeah. There's this guy that sort of jumped us on the ninth hole. He started at nine. You know, we were playing from hole one. He, he jumped us. He, he jumped in front of us on nine by himself. And he looked like kind of a nut, but we didn't say anything because it happens all the time in Franklin Park. Guy jumps in at nine and, and plays. He's going to play quick. He's by himself. Fine. Do it. I, I don't know. I don't even know that, that he's up top behind the green. It's sort of like hitting uphill. Yeah. So right before I, I chip, I say, all right, I'm going to take the cot up to the back of the green, take my, my pitch and wedge and my putter with me. I drive up to the back. I drive by. This guy's in the fucking woods with his golf cart. <laughs> And I'm going, and I drive by. Now I'm in the zone. Yeah. You know what he says to me? As I get out of the cot, I got my putt and my, my pitching wedge. He goes, a uh, little help here? <laughs> I go, what's that? He goes, a little help over here? I'm like, all right. I go over. He goes, what's going on? Now his cot is backed down into the woods on a hill. And he's in the back of the cot trying to push it. He's like, uh. hey, you think you could... uh?" You think you could get back there and, and push this thing out while I hit the gas? I go, now I'm rattled. Yeah. I'm like, is, is this guy serious? <laughs> like, I'm trying, I got a, a chip in my life that's about to go down. And this guy's asking me to help push the cot. And I go back to do it. I actually go back to do it. And there's all wood, it's bushes and thorns. I go, listen, I'm not going back there. You go back there and I'll step on the gas. I'll step on the gas. I don't know who the fuck yeah, this guy yeah. is. He's cuckoo. And uh, so I go, you know what? I'll step on the gas for you. I go to, to sit in the seat. There's blood all oh, over the seat. Shit. And I go, now, I'm, now I step back and I kind of snap. I go, what is, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> I look at him. His arm's bleeding. Oh, shit. His arm is bleeding. He goes, oh, yeah, I tried to, you know, go underneath and pull something. And I, I'm all, oh, you know what? I go, guess what? I got a big chip here. You're gonna ha- <laughs> I go, I go, you're going to have to call someone in the clubhouse. And I walk away. I walk down, right? I'm rattled. You know what I did? I lined my chip uh, into the woods over the green. My day was ruined, right? I picked up my ball. I said to my buddy Sweeney, I go, Sweeney, let's go. Let's go to the next <laughs> hole. We're passing this guy. I'm not helping him out. So we're going down to tee off at the other hole, and it's the one, if you've ever been to Franklin Park, it's the next with one. the barbecues? Uh, the barbecues yep. and the, the softball field. Yep. It's where I went with Big John to, to learn how to swing. Big John at Franklin Park, he taught me how to swing a golf club. And uh, so we go with teeing off. 
and I have the worst. Yeah, you know, now I'm slicing to the right. I'm flipping out. I'm slamming my club off the ground. I'm like, this guy got me out of my game. He's asking for help. Who asked for help? I'm trying to chip up on the green for a par putt. He's asking me for help. How was his cart even in the woods in the first place? He's bleeding all over the place. So I'm telling Sweeney the story. Sweeney's dying laughing, and he knows I'm. He knows I'm. I've lost my mind, and he, and he probably knows like, wow, I got a golf with pick. Now the next <laughs> fucking eight holes, and he, he he's he's not gonna want to play. This is gonna be impossible round to play finish with. So my first, my drive on the next hole, sliced it. I'm going up to hit it, and I look over, and I see like six cots from the clubhouse come and help this guy. Like they're all coming from the clubhouse <laughs> to help this Cavalry. guy, right? And I just hear the guy. I hear the guy say this. I, we could hit. We're like we're long. We're, he's a good amount of of, of he's, he's far away, you know. Yeah. And he says, you know, something along the lines of, you know, you ask for a little help around here. You think you could get it from people on the golf course. You know, I hear it as I'm about to hit my shot. I turn around. I yell to the guy. I, I, I yell. I said, so, I don't even know exactly what I yelled. But, but I, honestly, yes, Sweeney, my, my Ryan Sweeney, you ask him, he would know exactly what I said. I said something along the lines of, um, I'm having a fucking day here. You're asking me to help you out. I'm like, what are you? Like, it just, I snapped. I started yelling across the course at him, right? And it ruined my day. That's such a Boston story, dude. Like, the on his part of it to be like, hey, bro, uh, help, help, help me out. <laughs> help me out with my, uh, I, I decided to be an asshole and take my cot off roading and uh, I could appreciate your yeah, help. I mean, what and are then, you? And then complaining about not getting it. Yeah, you're bleeding. <laughs> There's blood all over the cart. First of all, he asked me to help, right? He asked me to get behind, like, in the thorns and the bushes. <laughs> like, what? I don't even know what's going on back there. Like, I can't even see. You want me to step back there and push your golf cart up? How did you even get it here, you nut? Yeah. Like, what did you? how did you even get the golf cart down here? What were you doing? <laughs> you know, what, what happened? Why is there a murder scene here? Was yeah. He not? Obviously, he was, uh, I don't know. He probably lost his ball, and was he was like, too lazy to get it. It was, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe and it wasn't a golf tournament. It was just a regular day. I was golfing. I I have some and 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 you know that the, <laughs> as that day went on, this is why this was a crazy day. As that day went on, like two holes later, so I'm actually wearing these sneakers that I have on these these fluorescent green Nike sneakers. Right, this is what I wear. This is these are what I wore golfing that day, and um, and and I'm about to tee off and. These guys are just driving by in the cart, going to another hall, and they're like, oh, whoa, those things, like, you, you know, you got to turn those things off before you get to the course <laughs> or something. So I'm now I'm going, well, right when I'm about to swing. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, aren't we abiding by golf course ethics? You're yelling at me? And then something happened. Somebody else said something, too, as I was yelling. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I yelled, I hate this fucking course. <laughs> I'm throwing my ball up the hill. But I'm just trying to play, man. And all these people are bothering me. So, um, you know, that maybe it's, again, maybe it's the place. That but is the first thing I notice when I do. Like, you can tell what kind of golf course you're playing on by how, like, noisy people are during your backswing or during your, like, uh... I've never just gotten a perfectly happy day at the golf course. You I just, I've never had it. Ponga Pog. Ponga Pog, like... what? They got, like, how many holes do they got? 36 know, holes? They got a lot, but that's another one where it's like you show up in jeans and dudes just talk to you the whole time. Yeah. No, I'm not here to talk. Yeah. I have, I have enough. You know what? I got enough friends. I, I don't. <laughs> honestly, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't like, need to make. I'm not trying to make friends here. I'm, tr I'm honestly, I'm trying to keep it on the fairway. So if you could just <laughs> please mind your own fucking business, well, I'll have a nice day. I'm you, the same I never, way. I've never had that day. 
where everybody's just minding their own business and nobody's got a comment. Everybody's got a comment. Oh, Any yeah. golf course I ever go to. Again, maybe it's the course I go to. I don't know. People love to say the same shit, too. Like, they love to just be like, grip it and rip it, bro. Ah, you know, if it's breezy, swing easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, cool. Man. I didn't think we were going to get a lot of golf talk here today. Yeah, we got some golf but, talk. But uh, we got pretty much, I mean, so so what's up? I mean, what? now you got <laughs> you got the Joker's Wild Comedy Club, March 6th and 7th. You yeah. got City Steam Brewery next weekend. And instead of Bangor, mm-hmm. Maine on March 28th, you're going to Atlanta. Yeah. You got to fix that in the website. That's, Go to willnoonan.com. Instagram, Snapchat, Vine. He's host of the iTunes comedy podcast, Hypothetically with Will Noonan. What, every Thursday? Is that what you got going on? Yeah, no, it should be every Tuesday, every but I'm Tuesday? not great about that. Okay. Sometimes I put it up on Wednesday or Thursday, my listeners get go. pissed, but I'm a, you know, it's hypothetically. I'm mm-hmm. a pothead and I'm a comedian and I can't get a podcast <laughs> out every day. Um,. <laughs> And you're going to watch, rest- you have a big WrestleMania party, or what's... Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to, um, usually this guy uh, in Boston has, like, his name's Mick Greenwood. He has, like, all the comics over his house, so I usually go over there for, for the big ones, mm-hmm. for the big pay-per-views. But I haven't decided. I'd love to go to one one day. That's, like, my real dream, to, like, go to a WrestleMania. You ever been I to- went to the Meadowlands a couple of years ago. Nice. That was a good one. Yeah. It started raining a little bit at the beginning, but yeah. it held off. It was awesome. Yeah. Vince McMahon puts on a show. I also went to WrestleMania 14 at the Fleet Center, Whoa, which is now the TD Garden. Oh, yeah. Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Mike Tyson. That's a great one. Oh, that was an awesome one. That was yeah. when it was at its its peak. Yeah, man. You know? Stone Cold probably my favorite. Stone Cold. You had I and Mike Tyson. Those are the days. Yeah, dude. That must have been some... Cr- that's who, who went with you? Your dad? Uh, we had a whole bunch of... A couple of my friends, my father. I think my, my little sister came with us, my cousin... We were in premium seats. Wow. It was awesome. I got the tickets for Christmas. It's probably my greatest Christmas gift I've ever received. WrestleMania tickets. That is pretty amazing. They were awesome. I've been to a bunch of events, man. Yeah. I went to I went to Monday Nitro when it was at the Fleet Center. I've been to a couple Raws. I think I went to a did I go to a Survivor series. I went to that I went to the last Survivor series that was here. That was the last one I went um, to. Um Night of Champions. I went to one of those. That was it was pretty Cena, exciting. Cena versus Punk, actually. Oh, a shit. couple of years ago. Yeah, I consider myself really lucky because I went I think it was last year. I went to Survivor or a year not the last Survivor series, but the one before it in mm. Boston. And I saw Daniel Bryan and Punk and like like a month later Punk was gone and Daniel Bryan was hurt. And I was like, wow, I got lucky to see those two guys on the same show, you know? Yeah. Do you think Punk's coming back? Uh, I do. I don't think he. I don't think he knows it yet. Like, I don't think he has that plan or anything like that. You don't. But he's gonna get sick and tired of not being a WWE superstar. He's gonna get sick and tired of getting <laughs> actually oh. the shit kicked out of. But him. he's also gonna. He's gonna like. I, I get how that works. Like, as much as I love stand-up comedy, like every now and then I get a head up my ass and I'll be like, you know, fuck this shit. It's hard. It's driving me crazy. But then I see one funny joke somewhere, and I'm like, oh, that's it's my passion. It's what I love. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm sure that's what's going to happen to him. Like, his wife does it. He does it. He's going to, like, you know, he's going to be um, sitting around one day and be like, you know what? I love pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, and the WWE is the best place to do it. Like, why shouldn't? Why aren't I there? Exactly. But, that's what these guys do. They come back. Yeah. They come back. He's going to make a ton of money coming mm-hmm. back. He just needed a vacation, and he's getting it. Yeah. And that that wife of his is a great lady to take AJ? a vacation with. AJ. <laughs> How about the new girl? The, the, the nudes came out. Seth Rollins oh, tweeted God. out the nudes. He's got, a, he's got a mule on him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest social media interaction between 
two people that I've ever seen. What then? Is Seth Rollins' wife got involved? Well, that she, she tweeted out the pictures her. of him. It's all Seth Rollins' fiance. Seth, oh, but what Seth. about the girl? No, they tweeted out the girl first. Yeah, but Seth Seth Rollins' girl. And I started following her on every single piece <laughs> of social media that they have. I even requested her on LinkedIn the other day. She, oh, she, that's so, how deep I'm going. <laughs> that's how much I'm trying to. <laughs> Under like her real name, yeah, <laughs> a real business name. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I think the, the the fiance was going through Seth's phone, uh, found the nude, knows all his passwords, decided to mess with his career by Instagramming out the nude on his Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like she just she tried. To Why like, is she trying to? Me- it's not like. Because she found it and went, why the why the fuck oh, does my yeah. fiance have naked pictures of another girl? Fuck him! I'm putting this on his Instagram. This is your theory, or this, this is true? This is my theory. Okay. And then uh, it's not a bad theory. And then uh, so he panics, and then she also tweeted it out too, right? And then she tweeted out, um, "Yeah, that was me. Like I did that. Like so. It's oh, not, did I she? guess it's a little bit more than a theory. Yeah. But uh, I guess." But, man, I felt bad for him. I was like, what a rough day he's having because his boss is mad at him. I think he had to wrestle that night. It was a, it was a uh, Monday Night Raw was that night. He cash, Does he cash in the money in the bank at WrestleMania, though? Oh, that's a very good question. He's got to cash it in soon. Soon? When is that? I mean, the, the next money in the bank is going to come up pretty soon. Yeah, right? that's he's got to cash be... it in at WrestleMania. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And then lose. Yeah. Because the f- last few guys who have cashed it in have lost it, right? I don't even know. Because I think I the don't. last guy was... Uh, who had it last year? Uh, well, Ziggler's had it, Ziggler right? Had Ziggler's it, yeah. had it a couple times, Jim I think. Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> oh, hey, breaking news. Alex Rodriguez arrives at spring training. There you go. There's, That's the breaking there's news. There's a story. There's a story. They they portray the guy as like a as a like he murdered four kids. I know. He took performance-enhancing drugs. Like everyone else. Yeah. I would take that. And he lied about it. That's about it. Yeah, he's a... He's, uh, I don't know. He's not a. I don't really have a big opinion about him. I used to actually, when I was living in New York, I actually used to sort of feel bad for him sometimes because, like, the the press is just a daily. Uh, they just hated him so much, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, it must suck to live in such a big city and just have like this in the media every yeah. single day. Everybody coming at you. There he is. Oh, he, he he's <laughs> he's getting out of his car. He's got a Yankees bag, duffel bag, with one wooden bat sticking out of it. <laughs> he's this, in a white Explorer. Is this what was he driving? What was he driving? Is this a what uh, was that? That was like arrival? a rodeo. What was that? It was a jeep. Is this an early arrival? Or is this on time arrival? Um, I think this is maybe even a day late arrival. You know, to be honest, how everyone with you. arrives early. Now. I think it's yeah, it, and I don't give them extra credit. No, but they. Why, do. why would I give? Why would I give Mike Napoli extra credit <laughs> for getting out of this? What we have out the windows yeah. right now and going to Florida? Oh, nice job, I bud. Nice it, job. It seems like coming early doesn't even mean anything because it's like requisite. You got to do it. If you're not like a f- already established big star, you got to come. Well, early. I had Lou Merloni in studio here last week. Right in we, this seat? Right in that seat. Oh. Yeah. Woo. Former Red Sox infield. The Merloni spot. Utility Lou. Feels good. He said it. I didn't. Um, so I'm <laughs> able to use it. If he says it in that seat, I can use it. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, he s- talked about spring training, how guys show up early and. Really, it makes, you know, people who don't show up early, it makes them, you know, they, they're taken back by that because they're saying, well, what are you implying? That because I'm not there early, I'm not working hard? Yeah. In fact, really, the guys who don't show up early might even be working harder than everybody else because when you show up to spring training, you're not really doing that much. Yeah, yeah. You know, so just because you show up doesn't mean shit. Yeah. You know, anybody can just show up. No, it's true. Anybody. No, it's true. I, uh, 
I often wondered about that because it's, it's those early days. They're just kind of like throwing the ball. They're just playing catch basically, mm-hmm. and like kind of yeah. like doing little things. I always thought it was a political move. Like, yeah, I just want to show the coach that's that all I'm it serious. Is. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. All right, so we're getting close to the spring training, and uh, we're gonna wrap this up because I know you don't want to. You don't want to be here much longer. No, I don't know? care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. I'm just kidding. We got Pete's got things to do. Um, we got to wrap it up. We only try to keep it an hour a day, anyways, but. Uh, when we got good guests giving us good stuff, we keep it rolling a little longer. You got anything else you want to promote here while you're sitting in the big seat? Jeez, no, uh, not really. Just, you know, willnoonan.com has got all my stuff. Mm-hmm. So anything anything you want to, uh, you can contact me. Just, I guess, check out the podcast. I'm proud of that. Yeah. I always like people doing that. Come, Oh, oh, actually, no, I just remembered. Here we go. Uh, Nick's Comedy Stop right here in Boston. Uh, it's making kind of a comeback. They haven't been, like... They haven't had the best couple of years. They had mm. a few different owners in there and changing things here and there. So I think people have kind of like lost interest in it a little bit. They're bringing it back in a big way, and they're giving me a show. Uh, it's going to be every Thursday. No shit. Which is great. Cause, awesome. Because that's a great day of the week. You know, it's Thirsty Thursday. You get out and have... What time? Uh, 8 o'clock, and, it's, and, it's a, and there's a gimmick. It's not just a standard comedy show. It's going to be me, and I'm going to host it. I'm going to have like the bigger guys around town trying out their new stuff there. So it's like kind of like a workout room. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, uh, it's called New Stuff with Noonan every Thursday at Nick's. It's going to be 10 bucks, And uh, you'll be able to see like um, Tony V and Steve Sweeney and uh, some of the bigger guys around town just kind of riffing with the crowd and trying stuff out. Because it's tough to, for, for uh, comedians, especially the more you work and the more you're getting paid for your performances. Mm-hmm. It's tough to try out new shit because you feel like, you feel like you have like a duty, you know. You have a job you got to do, and if people are paying you a lot of money, you like better kill. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it can be tough to try out new stuff, and uh, so I think it's gonna be a good show. I think it's gonna be fun. Like I think you never know what people are gonna say. So check that out. Starting that's cool, starting man. March fifth is awesome. the first one. March fifth. Yeah. So that's I mean that's exciting. Yeah, that's pretty I, that cool, should have right? been the first thing we promoted then. I know. I, I wish forgot. I had known. I'm still uh, <laughs> still getting in. I'm, I suck at. Uh, remembering what I should be plugging, but that's a good one. That is a good one. You should you out. should write that down in your little notebook I know, you got my in front of you right there. I have there. two of these. What dude. the hell have you done with the notebook, too? You got your notebook. This is my this is my uh, to-do notebook, and this is my joke notebook. You carry those around everywhere? Everywhere, and they have uh, because... Do you, you have know, a phone, too? Yeah, you got a phone. I have a phone. So you got a lot of shit in your pockets. I do have a lot of shit in my pockets, and I have a bag. Is that all that get weird, that I, get awkward, and all that shit in your pockets? I have a bag in my car. Oh, you know what? The hoes like it. They like, <laughs> they like to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got I this I got like I probably go through one of these every like four or five months, and I what I do is all I, right because that looks like you got it in '96. Yeah, well I buy the and it cheap, only has thirty pages in it. I buy the cheap notebooks, right, and then I reinforce them with uh, paper clips and duct tape, so I can take this into like any bar, throw it in water, doesn't get damaged, it doesn't because uh, I was having a problem with all my notebooks were falling apart before I could finish them. So this one is like durable as hell. I take it everywhere. I love how you say like uh, like we're all like we're all on the same page with you like carrying around mini notebooks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. My mini notebooks always fall apart on me too. I know. I forget everyone's not like constantly <laughs> writing down their thoughts. I- but yeah, I need. I need I, to have I, see. It. I go more 2015. I have the notes in my iPhone. I just <laughs> type them in. See, I can't. I I can't. Every now and then, if I'm away from something for some reason, I will. I'll type it in and screenshot it because yeah. I, I just can't remember things. But I wake up in the middle of the night and I always have this like arm's length. I gotta like write something down in there. Like a joke. Like a joke. You'll wake up at like 3 a.m. and go. Yeah, because it's really tough. People think it's easy to write fucking jokes, man, and it's like it's not. And sometimes they. 
Sometimes it's like they just come to you like you fully just, formed, and you're like, ah. And if you don't get it down quick, it'll, it'll you'll forget. You just think of you just thinking of funny shit as you sleep. Trying to sometimes. That's not a bad sleep. I write this right? shit in my sleep, yo. It's it's, <laughs> it's better than thinking of crazy, terrible shit in your sleep. No, sometimes you wake up and you have a crazy dream, and you're like, oh, that was. Kind of, and then other times though, then you go back to sleep and you wake up and you're like, what the fuck was? Yeah. Oh, and the buying engagement rings naked. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, That's weird. You have no idea. Oh, man. But yeah, I'm a big... I, I mean, if anyone wants instructions on how to make their own notebook that's indestructible, hit me up at willnewton.com. Yeah, you're going to have to tweet that's pictures a, of that yeah, if this, people ask. Yeah, this thing is heavy duty. If people ask about that. All right, well, maybe we can, uh, we'll stop in for look, one of the shows. Look at that. Look we'll at stop that. in for a couple of the shows at Nick's Comedy Store. Yeah, let's do that, man. And uh, also... Uh, I'm at Laugh Boston a lot, which is another. I was going to ask you about that. That's a new place yeah. in Boston here. Is that? It's awesome. Yeah, it's I've never been. My favorite club, and I should be because it's right down the street from my house. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, we should go. You know, sometime. Kim Ring. I do. Yeah, Kim Ring. We she... talked about her. Have before. we? Yeah, yeah. We talked about her before. She's a very nice gal. She is, and she's helped me out a lot too. And she helped me out last night because I was worried about my car getting towed, and I went to her Twitter to find out because she's always tweeting mm-hmm. out the. Uh, Who's towing where and who's doing what? So yeah. I looked at her stuff last night, and she does a great job. I love her. Yeah, and, uh, I love her too. But uh, yeah, Laugh Boston, uh, you can see me there regularly. So just uh, check their schedule. All right, we will. We'll do that, and yeah, uh, we'll pay attention to what's going on beginning March fifth at Nick's Comedy Star. He is Will Noonan. Um, will, thanks a lot. My pleasure. Have me great back. job. Have me back sometime. Yeah, we will. Right there's so the much. Street. There's a lot to talk about. We want to get you. You know, we wanted to wrap up the weekend, the Oscars, WWE. Uh, I'm sure, you know, we'll get you around around uh, WrestleMania time yeah. because that's going to be a big story Absol- you know, in the sports entertainment industry. <laughs> and I just hope that if we do get in uh, the one-man thrill ride in studio, that he doesn't choke slam me through a table. Oh, seriously. Yeah. You got to have, you should have more local wrestlers. I, I'd like to. Mike Bennett. Biff Busick. I don't know those guys. These are no. all the guys. I know I know the short thing, and I know the one-man thrill ride. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, those are great guys. Yeah. Know. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm, like, right down the street. I could be, like, your Regis filming. Remember when, like, Letterman didn't have someone, and Regis, like, was the next door, and they'd be like, oh, let's bring him over. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get you as a... Uh... As an update guy or something. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I'll just drive by and honk and wave <laughs> at you guys. All right, well, thanks a lot. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Well... I, I have one, I'll, I'll close it out with this one final thought because it's baseball related and spring training is here, this, that. The Red Sox signed the Cuban, as we mentioned, Yoan Moncada. And what, all that means is, because basically they don't have a spot for him. Uh, and I know he's not going to play right away. But it just should go to show you that the Red Sox have all these prospects. You got to trade some of them because Cole Hamels... I don't care what he said when he showed up to spring training the other day. I know what he said three days before that, which was, I want to play for a winner, and I don't consider the Phillies a winner. Go trade for Cole Hamels, and if you're the Red Sox, you'll then be a legitimate contender for the World Series. Because now you could get into the playoffs, maybe, but when you get there, you don't have the rotation that it takes in Major League Baseball to win. Oh, yeah, wait, one more. Mayweather Pacquiao, May 2nd. It's going to happen. It's a big day. You got that fight, Kentucky Derby, NFL Draft, NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs. Something else I'm missing. There's a golf tournament. I think the match plays that weekend. There's something else. I'm missing something else. But it will wrap up with Pacquiao Mayweather that night. Five years too late? Fine. Just give it to me. Let's get it over with. Here five days a week. Go to dannypicard.com. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, 
you name it, broadcasting every weekday from the Beantown Athletic Studios here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Bert Bria from the NFL Network is in studio with me tomorrow. We'll talk about the NFL Combine, NFL offseason storylines, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll put an end to Deflategate. Talk to you then.